Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. And this is John Ming. Yeah, this is John Ming. <laughs> <laughs> did we just lose you there? What happened no, there? no, no. We're, You're right there, John Ming. Uh, I'm just texting my uh, family stuff. But yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Okay, uh, you, you know how, how the past, most of like three weeks in May and three weeks in April was kind of like uh, Game of Thrones Sundays? Um, yeah. It's kind of funny how I mentioned Game of Thrones is the series really over. But for me, Game of Thrones Sundays is not over yet. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of stretching Why? it out. You know how people You're are... You're doing the marathon? I did the marathon. No, I'm not actually. <laughs> you know you know how people are like, like this season should have been 10 episodes like it used to be, you know. Well, I'm going to spend 10 weeks in Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> first off, they have the documentary Game of Thrones The Last Watch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, saw that. So, though, so I'm only watching like 40 minutes at a time. Really? That's it? Which gives me like three Sundays. You're really stretching it out. I'm really stretching it out, <laughs> and then and then I got another. And then I got a podcast that I listened to for a Cast of Kings. It's called the Cast of Kings. It, they talk about Game of Thrones, and and I haven't listened to that last episode yet. So I got another Sunday, and that will be a podcast day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird, but two weeks after Game of Thrones really ended, I'm still kind of still in the Game of Thrones mood. Are you serious? But you but yeah. you won't go back and rewatch some of the earlier seasons. No, nah, so. I don't have time for that. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they got other better things to do than that. Come on, you know. But if you think about it, like what shows are there that could like replace Game of Thrones in terms of like people's viewing habits and whatnot? What do you think? Um, you talking about hour long? You talking about comedy? You talking about cultural phenomenon where everybody would be like a pop culture thing yeah i don't think i don't don't know yeah game of thrones is pretty much one of a kind it's gonna be very hard to top it i mean i i think the closest thing right now is the walking dead but even though it's not as vocal as it used to be there's still a lot of people watching that and if you go to twitter there's still a lot of people talking about it it's just not it doesn't have like the media attention like game of thrones does so besides Um, that i think that's because i feel like walking dead has become kind of like one of those shows that just keeps going and you just know they're going to be around forever. Whereas yeah. Game of Thrones, it's like, you just know there's a finite end to this story. No, there's some, there's some truth in that. Because think about it. Big Bang Theory has a lot of viewers, right? I mean, the, the, yeah. the series finale kind of rivals Game of Thrones in terms of viewer number. But it's so in the known pop culture world that you don't always hear a lot of coverage about it. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, because it it's just like taken for granted, like right. it's always there. Like whereas Game of Thrones, it was always like you knew it was going to end soon, yeah. or like you knew it was eventually going to end. So you had like that's why I think it got so much more attention. And also, I think Game of Th- here's my whole thing. I think Game of Thrones entered the zeitgeist just right before all this crazy streaming stuff started happening. You know what I mean? I know, mm-hmm. it's, I know it's HBO, I know it's premium and all that stuff, but you know what I mean? But it came in what? Eight, nine years ago, it was right before Netflix streaming and Hulu streaming, CBS streaming, DC, uh, DC All Access streaming, huge. How long, how long you let me go? Albert, DC All me, Access? You know the DC Universe. <laughs> DC Universe. DC Universe. DC Universe. You just let me keep going. It's just like, you know what I mean? Yes. But, yes, also, yes I was going to let you keep going. Be, before Amazon Prime, before PlayStation, before mm-hmm. Wii. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it. it I, I get. Yeah, I understand. It is a premium cable stuff, like that, but I think it also entered the pop culture landscape just at the right time. You know what I mean? It was right before mm-hmm. everything sort of just blew up and went real crazy, and you know people just kept uh, finding it. You know? That and it has the pretty much the water cooler moment 
like something crazy happens in the show and mm-hmm. people want to talk about it right away. You know, Walking Dead still has that. But I mean, but like, like you're saying, giving throws on the zeitgeist in terms of like, oh, you've got to see this show and it's mm-hmm. crazy and yeah. this thing happened and that thing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like like what other shows besides that and like in The Walking Dead are, do have like those surprises that becomes a water cooler moment. It would have been Stranger Things, but because of Netflix whole like, we're going to release the whole thing in one weekend. Yeah. You know, it's like, you kind of don't really have that. Yeah. I mean... Netflix goes by weekend by weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just weekend. And also, the schedule is not uh, it's not really a schedule. You know what I mean? Game of uh, Game of Thrones is like, you can't count right. on every year and stuff like that. Yeah. Stranger Things took like last year off and stuff like that. Yeah. Because so, yeah. it also seems like, uh, well, no, HBO has done that. Where, I mean, Game of Thrones took almost two years before it released between seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but the thing about Netflix, though, is that they, they treat TV seasons like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Avengers, you don't say like, well, Avengers have to split it up to multiple weeks. You don't do that. So they expect you to like watch a whole season in one weekend, and then you, you make that up to the water cooler moment. But you're talking about a whole season. But also, when Netflix releases it, it's at least Game of Thrones. Even the, you're right, they skipped a year, but they they always release it somewhat in the same time, though, right? Netflix can be like, oh, they'll give you three uh, three episodes in a season, a, a week, uh, two months later, like Voltron, like a few weeks later. Oh, it's it's back. You know what I mean? Right. And then right. It goes, <laughs> then it goes away, and then it comes back. Hey, it's back. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So it's, anyway, it's pretty yeah. much for people who know that it's coming out. Yeah. But let's yeah. say uh, let's say future properties like uh, the Mandalorian for Disney Plus. I, I could mean, do it. depending on how that 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 story is told, it might it might have like that water cooler moment kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, so there's that. I know I, I know who's having this conversation a lot is HBO. HBO is like, hey, hey guys, hey guys, we just lost <laughs> Game of Thrones, guys. What else we got in the pipeline? I know they want Watchmen. <laughs> I know they want Watchmen to yeah. be that. I know initially they wanted uh, the Westworld. To be to be that, but you know, Westworld's not coming back to two thousand twenty and stuff like that. You know well, I, mean? I think I think Westworld could have been that, but it's actually proven to be more bizarre than Game of Thrones mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. to really gravitate towards, right? Except for the, yeah. the really hardcore fans like myself, mm-hmm. you know. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. Or his Dark Materials, yeah, another, another yeah. HBO upcoming show, right? And that's yeah. a that's a AB, uh, that's a HBO plus BBC thing, though, right? Is it? Is it? Uh, ew, I know sharp. it's coming out on HBO, but still, I think it's in conjunction with BBC. Uh, anyway, it's not. It's not the point. The point is that looks promising. <laughs> looks promising. It does. It yes, does. it does. But you know, but I think, uh, like myself, I think there are a lot of people out there who are looking for that that Game of Thrones hole to fill. Sure, you know. Hey, but- mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> hey now. I think Westworld could be something somewhat equivalent with the shock value, but yeah. But they've had two seasons already. They've had two not. seasons. They had two seasons to try and get to the zeitgeist, and they they weren't able to pull it off. Yeah, it plus seems... it doesn't help that they weren't very consistent with when they were releasing the seasons. No, I really think it's too bizarre for people to to really grab it. It is like, too niche. Actually, yeah, yeah it, it is. Niche. Like yeah. it's just very. It's such a deep, thoughtful, mm-hmm. like even more so than Game of Thrones. That it makes you think, like, um, like what the fuck is life? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah, that kind of stuff. We mentioned this in our <laughs> review at the end of the year. Like, I, I just feel like every time I watch. Game of uh, every time I watch Westworld, it's like I feel like I need a PhD in philosophy or something like that. You know what right. I mean? I, I don't mm-hmm. feel it feels like I'm always doing homework when I'm watching Westworld. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> I, I have to take notes. You know, I'm back at UCLA. I have to take notes to do what's going on. I know I'm gonna be. Am I gonna be quizzed on this later? Is this, is this what's happening? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, uh, Game of Thrones is, is um, you know multiple stories, multiple sto- plot lines. You know, all these different things. But at the end of the day, they speak in a way I understand. You know what I mean? They don't speak like a philosophy major. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So right. that's the thing that I, that Game of Thrones had going for it and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not a very mainstream show Westworld is, but yeah, uh, Game of Thrones, Watchmen, His Dark Majesty, and His Dark Material. Oh, His Dark Material, yeah. His Dark Material, and um, the other one that I mentioned. Oh, The Mandalorian. 
I would say of those three, I think Mandalorian is probably the easiest and most accessible and stuff like that. You know, it's space stuff. You know, pew, 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 pew. yeah. But we have no, we have no context. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it could be, it could be too simple to be in the zeitgeist, and it, yeah. or it could be. And also, it's a known property. It's like it's going to be PG thirteen. You know what I mean? What, right. What was the other choices? Westworld. Oh no, sorry. Uh, Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen could Watchmen. depending yeah. on how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's very Alan Moore. It, it looks very. I Alan feel Moore. like Watchmen would be. A little too out there, though, especially if you're not a comic nerd. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like unless you've been following the movies or, like, the, the storyline or you were a fan of the, the movie, mm-hmm. um, I feel like people won't get it. No, but it depends. I mean, a lot of people thought the same thing about Game of Thrones. You know, uh, dragons and, and zombies and... But, and I mean, dragons and, and zombies and medieval kings. Like, how... How can you not get drawn in by that? We live in a very superhero world nowadays. Yeah. But you know. it also also depends Yay. on how much. But the- dragons. <laughs> dragons. Well, dragons and zombies. <laughs> I mean, the medieval part of the medieval king the kingdoms part of it was the one that was the thing that drew me in. And then I saw zombies, and I was like, "What the fluke?" Yeah. No, no. What what really <laughs> drew people into Game of Thrones was the big giant uh, plot twist. At, towards the end of the first season of Game of Thrones that made people go, maybe we should watch this show for those kind of surprises. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm not spoiling what that is for people who some, somehow haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. Yeah. But, but, but the yeah. thing is, the uh, the similarities between Game of Thrones and Watchmen, I'm talking about not the TV show, obviously, because I haven't seen it, but the commonality between Game of Thrones and Watchmen, the comic book, is uh, Watchmen is about a subversion of comic book tropes and stuff like that. Yeah. So that is, a, that is a something that they bond you know what I mean? But the problem is, I mean, the interesting thing, actually, yeah. It's well, Ga- Game of Thrones was a subversion of the fantasy genre. No, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's, but so it'll be interesting if they make this, because t- I would say if you if you made this Watchmen TV show 15 years ago, you'd be in big, big trouble because the general public is not that familiar with superhero tropes and stuff like that. But because we have like 10 years of Marvel and many years of DC, com- more and more com- comic book movies out there, maybe people are, maybe if they, t- if they really, uh, play into Alan Moore's vision of subverting superhero tropes and stuff like that. That could have some potential. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's what the series yeah. is and stuff like that. And people are more familiar with it now. You know, like I said, after this ten years of uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel movies and DC movies and stuff. So correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, Game of Thrones replacement. Blah 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 blah. Okay. But if I have, if I was a betting man, I think his dark <laughs> blah, 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 blah. his dark uh, ma- materials, materials materials <laughs> might be the most accessible. Dark, to why do you keep going with Dark Majesty? <laughs> yeah, why do you do that? I have no idea. What's, what's, what's wrong with you? But because it, it seems the most accessible, because it seems it's just like a like a like a chase movie, right? There was like there's a MacGuffin. You know what I mean? They're, they're chasing his her father or something yeah. like that, right? Game, so, of, Game of Thrones has the fight for the the throne, right? Exactly. And then his dark material has the fight for the the chase for the dad. Yeah, <laughs> fighting your dad and something. <laughs> that, something like that, you know, dodging polar bears and stuff like that. I believe that's the story. You know? I, don't, I don't even know what the MacGuffin is for Watchmen, and I don't know what the MacGuffin is for, for the oh, Watchmen. And... Watchmen is existential dread and stuff like that. You know, it's all life is meaningless and something. Yeah, like but that. then that's 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 more closer to Westworld. Yeah, and we see how it, that's how what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. All, right. all right, we'll see. Okay, all right. Anyways, anyway, on. on this 239th episode of the show, uh, we are going to revisit Galaxy's Edge because I have more things to say about it. Oh Jesus um, Christ! Right. <laughs> we're you're, also gonna you're just a shill. We're also it? gonna be talking about time travel and uh, speaking of speaking of fantasy stuff, yeah. we'll get to that. And then me and Jaming are gonna be doing our uh, spoiler please please discussions on go go Godzilla Godzilla. <laughs> you, Godzilla? <laughs> you just forget Godzilla. You just blame Godzilla. And what was that again? Always and, be my baby. And always be my baby. What was that? 
There's another Godzilla movie? Yeah, it came out over the weekend. King of the Monsters. Well, Warner Brothers oh. marketing department really did the job. <laughs> I really so. need to watch oh my God. more TV. <laughs> you know. literally live like in the... Business. In a rock. You mean tell in me? Rock. You mean tell me in Times Square there know, isn't like there isn't some kind of big giant billboard with Godzilla on yes, the side of the building? Yes, and I walk the other way. So there really is. Wait, hold on. <laughs> there really is one. There is like a big giant billboard of Godzilla next to a, a building. Uh, I figured. This, I don't that, actually like. I work in Times Square, but I actually avoid Times Square. But Times Square would have those those bonders, and they 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 always every, Listen, whatever the, whatever the big I, is. My my train is like a block down from wow, my building. I go straight to it. I don't even look around. I don't try to walk into this craziness, wow. the madhouse that is Times Square. So, yes, yeah. I do avoid mainstream well, media. Yeah, okay. In that case. Okay. You really did your job, Warner Brothers. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah, that's the reason why they <laughs> yeah. only got like I know, 53 million domestic opening. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and also we're also talking about the Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. On with the show. So, uh, last week, we did talk about uh, my trip to Disney's uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Planet Batu in Disneyland. And I just repeat myself. In Anaheim, California. Huh? Zip code. <laughs> okay, whatever. I think your brain's broken. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Seriously. You're in a loop, buddy. Yeah, get out of the loop. So, so there are a couple of stuff that, that I need to address in, uh, for, uh, regarding Galaxy's Edge. First off... Uh, we did record it right before the dedication ceremony. Yeah. And you guys are familiar with that whole blunder with Han Solo yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar, Ruti? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I guess a no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the link is on the show notes. So don't bother. Don't bother clicking it. I'll just explain what happened. <laughs> so essentially, they have they have uh, the president of Disney. Uh, you got uh, George Lucas. You got... Uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. You got... Uh, That's it? No. And then Harrison Ford comes out No, no, no. You're forgetting Lando. Oh, Lando. Sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, what, uh, Billy D. Williams. Billy, Billy D. Williams. I'm sorry, you know, Billy D. And, and then, and then I'll drink a uh, Coke 45. And then they had, and then they had Chewbacca up at the Millennium Falcon, which you know mm-hmm. it's a big giant life size Millennium Falcon in Galaxy's Edge. And then I guess Chewie couldn't start it, so they're like, "Oh, is there anything we can do to start it up?" You know. And then Harrison Ford shows up, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing was that in Star Wars movie they always bang at the Millennium Falcon to yeah. let it run, right? So, mm-hmm. so he was about to bang it. And then, but he says, Peter, oh no, Peter, this is for you. Right? But as soon as he said that, the million Wait, fucking. Is it Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford? Or yeah, like... yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, oh, cool. yes, yes. Yeah. It's on. It's on the link. If you want to, yeah. George Lucas probably had to pull in all the favors. Please, Harrison, <laughs> for God's sakes, don't embarrass me. I, I, I sold this thing for four billion dollars. You know, I have to show up. You have to show up. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. So, so anyway, so, so he, the whole thing was that he was gonna bang on it and then it was gonna go on, mm-hmm. right? But since I guess he ad libbed and said, Peter, I said Peter Mayhew from you know the Chewbacca actor who died. Peter, this one's for you, right? And then, and then. It turns on after yeah. he said that, and then he bangs yeah, at it. The timing, right? Yeah. So the timing was completely oh. off, you know. <laughs> so somebody had a talking to you. So that's yeah. one thing. The other thing I want to clear up is uh, the language, Batuis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or um, I did mention that uh, the saying hello is is uh, bright suns. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake with the saying yeah. good evening, good night. It's not bright moons. It's actually rising moon. Hmm. So so there's that. Listen, nerd, nobody cares. All right, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody signing a petition. I mean, listen, I would not have know. known the difference. I know, seriously. Nobody signing a petition to have this podcast pulled down. Don't worry, it's fine. Did it also worry. mention that? Don't <laughs> be afraid of the nerds. Did it also mention that phones are called data pads? Oh, okay, all right. Okay, so, that's mm-hmm. right there. Okay. Yeah. so there's that. There's that. Cool. 
The the one thing that I'm confused at is supposedly when you say uh to say to say thank you, it's like good bartering mm-hmm. or something like All that. Right. God, now 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 did I make a mistake about that? <laughs> Maybe I should <laughs> research right, so this. Out. Relax, relax. Are you? Let me ask you this: Are you are you planning on going back? After I want the, to go back after the full thing kind of. Opens I up want to go back. It's exciting. It's good time because because since our podcast. They had an additional like two or three days of reviews and mm. stuff like that, and also obviously it's open since then, and everybody's just gushing about. It. Everybody loves it and stuff like that. You know Not I mean? everybody loves it, but who, but yeah, who doesn't love it? Well, Nerds. I'll, I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So so poor so, people, <laughs> poor people can't afford a two hundred dollar lightsaber. We'll, we'll get to that. So uh, as we're saying here is that, <laughs> like 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 in YouTube, you can find a lot of people covering the land. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if you're like me, but once in a while I'll go to YouTube to see what other theme parks in another country show has. I usually type in girls kissing, but all right. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. What do you but, do on YouTube? But anyways, like, if all I right. wanted to see the, 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 the <laughs> Hong Kong Disney version of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh-huh. YouTube has the whole ride. Right, 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 yeah, if I want to see like the new version of, of World of Color, YouTube has a thing over yeah. there. You're, you essentially don't even have to go to a theme park to mm-hmm. to watch the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to go to a theme park to experience it. But sure. if you want to watch it, YouTube has all that sure. stuff. And so on the show notes, I do have links to a bunch of YouTube videos for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. If mm-hmm. you want to experience mm-hmm. it through YouTube, uh, it's over there. Like mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a tour thing. There's like the guys for the, for the drinks in the cantina, mm-hmm. uh, some souvenirs there, how to build a droid, how to build with the, about the lightsabers, all the stuff. It's all on YouTube. Let me ask you this though. Yeah. When they open the, because they're doing the same thing in uh, Disney World, right? Were Hollywood you, Studios, yes. Yeah, where you also YouTube that uh, Galaxy. Are you calling Galaxy Edge too? Yeah, also also calling same Galaxy planet? Edge. Same planet. All right. Are will you kind of YouTube that? See if they see if they got something that you, we don't have. I would definitely be doing that. <laughs> yeah, right, interesting. <laughs> right. right. So so to, to get to Jamie's earlier point, there are people complaining about Galaxy Edge. Yeah, of course. Right. So a lot of the complaints are coming from people who can't go. Which, yeah, yeah, well, which yeah, seems a yeah. little much because yeah. I'm like, obviously, you might be complaining because you can't go. What? You, <laughs> right? This is what? sold out. What? It's pop. Star Wars is popular. What? There's, there's a lot of like, <laughs> there's a lot of like, well, based on that I saw in the videos yeah. and the reviews, it doesn't seem like it's worth really going. Oh, there's, what? there's that. I yeah, there's that. There's I that. haven't seen that the video yet because I I'm, I'm a, I don't like looking at things that makes me uncomfortable. But you know that uh, there's a YouTube <laughs> there's a YouTube video or going around of Christian Karloff. You, you have you heard about this? Who is Christian Karloff? Christian Har- Har- Harloff. Is this a YouTube star? Yeah, he's like a schmodown. I don't know much. <laughs> yeah, about, I don't it, know much about YouTube. Yeah, stars. he started as a YouTube reviewer with a buddy of his. At some point, he graduated to like kind of a, he kind of runs a collider videos, which is like kind of like a, a screen junkies and stuff like that. Anyway, they did news and stuff like that about okay. genre stuff. Anyway, he also as a as a separate channel as part of a collider is like he set up the Jedi Council. So he's been promoting and talking about Star Wars stuff since like forever, right? Uh, f- and then he had kind of had like a mini. Uh, meltdown or, or mini meltdown, or a hissy fit because he didn't get like an invite. You know what I mean? Oh wow! You know, because he's a YouTuber <laughs> with views, and then he, he had like a little. As a YouTuber, fit. you deserve yeah. to have my coverage. Why yeah, did you like, invite like me a, to go? Yeah, no, it's like his real sense of entitlement. Like, oh, I've been promoting Star Wars for like five years on this channel. You gotta, you gotta do the voice. Uh, uh, well, something like that. <laughs> and, but what, what's really <laughs> shitty is I think he also I have again I haven't looked at the video, but he also threw one of his like coworkers who's like a lady. And under the bus saying, "Oh, why did she get like invited and stuff like that?" Some really shit. So anyway, 
it's 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 a bad look. It's a bad look. A bad yeah, look. there are people online who are like, like, yeah, I don't think it's worth going. Yeah. It sounds like a, it looks like a disappointment. Yeah, because yeah. they haven't gone yet. The split yeah. second. The split it second. Looks, you know. It looks like a disappointment. Not yeah. that. Oh, I yeah. went and it's such a yeah. disappointment. It looks like a. It's it's like. It's like looking at, and this is my problem lately, these last couple of days, it's like looking at a cookie yeah. and like saying it's not good <laughs> yeah. on a, based off yeah. of a picture. But then I haven't been to that bakery to try out that cookie. Yeah, the backstory here, <laughs> folks, is if, if yeah. you didn't catch on, is uh, Ruthie's on a diet right now. Yeah. So. I'm, on a, I'm on the sad diet, guys. Sad I am diet. like fiending for cookies and boba and just everything, like pasta and pizza. Just remember, Ruthie, you can't spell diet without die <laughs> yeah i die a little bit every day but i'm seeing results so halfway through the six weeks guys i shall update you after the six weeks okay. we'll do a show yeah. about it well, well well back to the subject matter okay so so uh, by the way while we're talking about this i'm like scrolling for cookies <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the complaints i see here now, now, now this applies to people who have gone mm-hmm. and who haven't gone Okay, the, f- the first impression that a lot of people get is that, oh, it's only about the new movies. And I don't care about the new movies, all about the original trilogy. Where's Annie? Where's Annie, guys? I miss Annie. It's a- <laughs> like, how come they don't have Han Solo okay yeah. around? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. something happened to me in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, so as I mentioned last week, uh, this is supposed to take place after The Last Jedi. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. essentially, part of the story is that Chewbacca is trying to get supplies for the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's a Resistance spy in Batuu. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's his face? Kylo Ren is looking for the spy. Sure. There's all these little things in Batuu mm-hmm. itself. But it also does have references to all of the properties yeah. that Star Wars have. From the original trilogy to the prequels. Mm-hmm. I mean, Honda, Tuna- uh, Honda Onaka is a huge thing with, with Rebels and... And Clone Wars, and that that that, that connects to the original pre- uh, trilogy as well as the prequels as well. So mm-hmm. the, there's all these little things that, that that isn't just for the new movies. So if you listen to this and you wonder if it's just about the new movies, it's not. It really is for all well, of. Why Wars. can't this trillion dollar corporation make it just for me and what I want and what I specifically need? <laughs> right, right, right. My minutia and stuff <laughs> like that. Why? 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 <laughs> now the other thing I, compl- I hear people complain about is. Is Where's like, Natalie Portman? Ah, I miss her. Where's and this, also, this is also the other popular complaint that yeah. I hear a lot is that, oh, it's not like the, the wizarding world in, of Harry Potter mm-hmm. in Universal Studios and you know, Universal mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> because if you go to wizarding world, oh, you get to see Hogwarts, a familiar a f- yeah. familiar building. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. get that in Galaxy's Head. Oh, you, if you go to uh, wizarding world, you get to, you know, uh, go to Hogsmeade or or Diagon Alley and whatnot. Yeah. So, so, and you get to see the, the train, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a Hogwarts Express. Yeah. I'm losing my vocabulary for mm-hmm. Harry Potter. But, the di- so it's true. Yeah, you don't get that in mm-hmm. Gauss's Edge. However... Like, nothing feels familiar. Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah. Familiar, or it does, but at the yeah. same time, like, it's not like you've seen it in movies. But that's what I mean, yeah. though. Familiar in what way? Yeah, you don't see anything... There's no location called Batu in any of the movies. There's no... There's You don't there know... Isn't? No, there is oh, a, there's Naboo. This is brand new. Yeah. There's Naboo. So this is a brand new planet. And the thing is, though, is that it looks like a planet from Star Wars. Yeah. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, big, the biggest difference between the Wizarding World and Batu, uh, Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. is that in Wizarding World, you can tell it's a land in a theme park. Mm-hmm. In Batu, they, they, they did yeah. a really good job trying to make it that not look like a land in a theme park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the immersion factor is, is different. I heard, I heard it's out of sight how immersive it is, how 360 it is. Besides the little Matterhorn Mountain 
sticking it's out. It's the Matterhorn. It's the uh, it's, it's the, the it's the Big Thunder Mountain. The Thunder Mountain. Like yeah. there's nothing else about it that that makes you think like you're in Anaheim or in Disneyland stuff like that. Yeah, unless a plane flies really? over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do they plane... control the color of the sky as well? Well, that's the thing though. Unless a plane flies over <laughs> you or something like no, or you just, see a drone. It's just about how they built up the sides, right? The yes, periphery yes. and the angles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like totally completely immersive. Yeah, if you didn't know where you if you didn't know if you if you didn't know your surroundings very well, you you wouldn't. You can't tell where north, south, east, west is unless yeah. you look at your map or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I would say, like, well, that's where the parking structure would be, but you can't see it because it's a mountain blocking yeah. your way. You know, is that, is that kind of a thing? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the immersion factor yeah. in Batu can't be underestimated because it is pretty impressive. And the fact that you haven't been to this planet in the movies or whatever, you don't have a comparison point to say like, oh, this isn't really accurate to the movie. Oh, this isn't really uh, accurate yeah, to the TV yeah. show. Right. But I want to be in the forest of indoor. I want to be the cantina in Tatooine. But that's the thing, though. Uh, uh, the movies have a cantina. This has a, this has a cantina. Uh, the ta- one from Tatooine. Ta- Tatooine is... <laughs> Tatooine, Tatooine has like... It's like a desert and yeah. has like like desert huts. Yeah. This is like a desert and yeah. has desert hut. Yeah. Oh, you want the you want the, the forest from from uh, Return yeah. of Jedi? This has a forest. Yeah. You know, so it tries yeah. to emulate the stuff that you like yeah. from what you've seen in the movies and the TV shows. But and, it's not what you've seen in the yeah. movies. Right. But it emulates what yeah. is out there in the Star Wars universe. So that in itself, oh. I think, is a huge success. The only difference there is that they obviously can't emulate Coruscant because Coruscant is like like the sci-fi city in in, in space. What? Yeah. yeah. They, they can't do that. They can't. Okay. They can't exactly emulate the uh, the cloud the cloud city either. So obviously, what? right? So there's there's those kind of stuff. <laughs> but but the thing is though is that. You can't underestimate. What do you mean, $4 billion dollars, George Lucas camp. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? But so the, those are the main two complaints that I hear about Gaza. Oh, and the price. I think at, at this point on, isn't it like too old to complain about the price now? Because everything's expensive in any theme parks. I mean, yeah, especially Disneyland. Especially Disneyland. I will say Wait, this. So, so it's a separate oh. entrance? No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, okay. But right now, until June 23, you need to have a reservation. Yeah, you can't walk up to the door and say, "Hey, yeah. give me a ticket." So, so, uh, so right now, because apparently a lot of people thought Disneyland was going to be crazy busy because of it, it's not. This is actually the best time to go right now. If you listen to this, this is the best time to go to Disneyland because everybody's scared off from Star Wars. Little did they know, the reservation system actually yeah. eliminated the crowds going to Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Now, I kind of like that just because, like, y- you know, you experience the place a lot better if there's like crowd control. Yes, yes. Well, of course, the twenty fourth, June twenty fourth, is the free for all day where anybody can go into to Batu without reservation. So that one be be worried. Uh, yes, it'll be super crowded. <laughs> That's my guess, at least. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other factor too that I didn't mention in last week's episode is that they have uh, Disney has an app like the Play Disney Park mobile app, and that actually helps you interact with the land. You can like intercept like uh, transmissions from. From the first order or from the resistance, mm-hmm. you can translate Arobesh, which is like the made-up language they have for Star Wars. You can translate it over there. There are some other like uh, games that you can play to interact with mm-hmm. the structures in Galaxy's Edge, and it will bring on either like an alien pops up or or something flashes or whatever. So there's all these things you could actually do. Yeah, but what if I, I have T-Mobile and I get no signal once it's like ten people in within ten feet of me? Which, well, this one actually no has signal. Wi-Fi. Oh, what's the Wi-Fi password, please? Uh, well, there's there's, there's there's a there's a Wi-Fi thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. That, I'm sure. Gauss's Edge has just, the Wi-Fi available mm-hmm. there, right? So, uh, so to just to end this, uh, well, first off, uh, Instagram I posted some photos over there. There's also books and comic books based on Gauss's Edge, so they're already mm-hmm. fleshing out the story sure. of Batu and and Black Spire Outpost. Uh, but I want to end with uh, speaking of reservation time. I wanted to end with how they kick people out 
of Disneyland after the four hour slot that you have. I thought this is kind of kind of interesting actually. Uh, I was told that they could send stormtroopers to kick you out, which I think is kind of kind of funny. Kind of extreme, right. right? So this is an article in Polygon. Here's what happened when my four hour slot of Galaxy's Edge ran out. You know, the subtitle here is Disneyland cast members were, were polite but firm about enforcing the time limit. So this is the conversation the the guy had. Um, Batu citizen. I notice you have a green wristband. You're past your scheduled time on Batu. I recommend you leave before the stormtroopers take notice. And the guy goes, I'm sorry, we're just waiting for our friend, the one over there. Batu citizen, which one? Chris, the guy. Um, the one about as tall as Chewbacca. And then the Batu citizen goes, Oh, no worries. You can wait till he's finished and make your way off planet. Right? And then Chris goes, Understood. Bright suns. Right, and then the guy goes, "Till the spires," right? So, so that, that was a really quick interaction, just to remind them, "Hey, you need to get out," kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also adds this to, to the article. I thought it was kind of funny. At the gate, he stopped. The guy stopped short of leaving, and he had his his new droid that he bought there strapped to his chest. And he goes, uh, he, and he talks to the droid. What's that, R two? He says, standing just a few feet from the cast member, keeping watch at the entrance. I turned to them with my best puppy dog look. He goes, "Oh, he says he doesn't want to leave." And the Catherine goes, he can stay, but you have to go through. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Fun stuff, right? Mm. Fun stuff. We're all here to have fun, guys. We all, all here to have fun. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one yeah. thing too. That that example right there goes to show that another thing that, that a lot of theme parks don't have, the people who work there are playing roles. You can make believe. Yeah. This is essentially the Renaissance Fair, but for Star Wars. Sure. How what hardcore Star Wars fans doesn't want to live that kind of experience? Sure. Okay. Anyways, I I spent I sent up a piece on Gauss's Edge. If somebody else online will will trigger me to come up in another segment about this. I'll everything come back I've, to everything I've heard about it sounds just <laughs> delightful. And delightful. I, I really yeah. I actually I'm willing to you know go and stuff like that. But I just don't like people, and it's too hot during the summer. So mm-hmm. like maybe a yeah. year from now, like in the winter time, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking. I would I would definitely go. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, the whole reason I go to California is to get away from people. Yeah. Because you guys have more space over there. Yeah. So to go in the middle of summer when it's hot and sticky and yeah. there's a million Fuck more people me. in the park, I think I'll wait till October. Yeah, I'm thinking when like... Every, when all the kids are back in school. I'm thinking like early January once everybody goes back to school, goes right, you know, goes back to work and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, January would be a good time to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the time to go. Take a day off work. Go during like a weekday and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we could do a podcast there. Yeah. The three of us. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, Speaking about about going. As a child of who grew up on the 80s and 90s, there was this. (laughs) You're old. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're old too. (laughs) I was the same age. There there was this cartoon in the mid 80s called Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, Ruthie, are you? Mm -hmm. Yes. You are familiar with that. I'm not that young. But but (laughs) when did you see Dungeons and Dragons? Like you were still a baby in the 80s. Yeah, and I was Watch hanging out with you guys when I was two years old, even though you guys wouldn't want to hang out with me because I was too young oh, for yeah, like you were, He-Man and She-Ra yeah. and, and you the were, Skull Castle and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, and you were and you were a menace <laughs> to our toys. And anyway, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you probably saw the reruns for Dungeons and Dragons. So if you're familiar with the with the with the cartoon series, uh, it ended after two seasons, I think. Right? Sure. Because a lot of shows in the '80s, cartoons especially, they just end. Right? There's no real finality. Uh, the whole gimmick with Dungeons & Dragons, for listeners who don't know, is that a group of teens go to a carnival and then they magically get transported to this fantasy world with, with Dungeons & Dragons. There you go. Right? And and in that world, they get like weapons like the maze and yeah. then somebody gets the warrior, the mage. They get like yeah. an invisible cloak. Everybody, every, Each character has 
his or her own weapons, stuff like that. Right, right? and powers and whatnot, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, but the whole gimmick is that they're trying to get back to Earth, mm -hmm. right? They're trying to find their way back home. That's essentially yeah, every, the main premise. Every episode, they leap from time to time and stuff like that. Time and to hope, time. And hoping each leap will be the leap home. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> All quantum leaps. That's quantum leap. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm like, wait a minute. Sorry. That sorry. wasn't sorry. Sorry. it. No. So, no, they had to go through the closet door and get back from Narnia. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Sorry. Yeah, so, the, so the, <laughs> final, the final episode before it was canceled was they had a chance to go back to to the world but they had to like save somebody else yes. and then they were stuck again back in the right. Dungeons and Dragons world and then they were canceled mm -hmm. right so after three decades why uh, so soon there is there is a car company <laughs> that releases a commercial and essentially shows shows the conclusion to the storyline uh, the car commercial is Oh, it's a process. Oh, no, it's, it's in Brazil. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing that surprised me the most. <laughs> it takes place in Brazil. Yeah. How did they get Dungeons and Dragons? So, somebody, somebody, okay, the car, the car company is Renault. Renault? That's how you pronounce it, right? Or is it Renault? Renault. <laughs> it's, French, Renault. it's a French car company. It's a French car company. I think company. it's Renault. Renault. <laughs> you see, we, we, we. I want to see the conclusion for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> with the Renault. <laughs> with the Renault. Oh, Renault, yeah. So, anyway, so so in the, in the they had a whole. It's like a whole like big budgeted commercial yeah. where you actually see them like like uh, fight the bad guy and and get themselves to to the thing. So they essentially get on oh uh, the dungeon master. The dungeon master is the one one friend they made in the in the, that world. Well, if you're familiar with the game, dungeon master controls the yeah. storyline or whatever. He's played by Danny Vito. Yeah. He's a short guy. Sure. So I, he's a small well, guy. I think it's a CG in the commercial. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so he drives up with the Renault yeah. and saves the kids. And then one of the kids, the the wizard guy, brings up the GPS system, and it I guess navigates them to the real world, to their Earth yeah. world, right? Hmm. <laughs> using the Renault. Using the Renault and GPS. So so my my whole thing is that um, first off, never mind the whole the whole like it's a modern car, right? Mm -hmm. And they they probably how did the dungeon master even get the modern car? That's not that's not the point here. Right? That's not the, the point. point. And then my other point is that. That they, they use GPS, which they're probably not even familiar with. Uh, it's not, again, right? that's but that's the besides point. the point. It's not the point here. The real point here <laughs> is that <laughs> these on. these are kids in the eighties, uh -huh. and then presumably because this is a modern car and modern GPS, mm -hmm. they get they go back to an Earth that's thirty years later. Sure. Uh huh. Right. So everybody they knew are thirty years older. Mm -hmm. Sure, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a point. I think you know, yeah, it's a, a it's a car commercial. It's a car commercial. At the end it's of the supposed, day, it's yeah, a car it's commercial. supposed to have fun, sell a car, supposed to kick in that nostalgia and stuff like that right. for people who I can't imagine. And you know what? I think it works on multiple levels in the sense that how many people in Brazil saw the '80s cartoon? Did they even have TVs in Brazil back then? I'm sure they did. Come, Come on. on, I don't. I don't want to see. Sound like a jingoist. 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 I don't want to sound like a asshole but come on no but 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 that that my line of questioning you'd be surprised they had everything my line of question is i want a mini a lot of people would say the same thing about the philippines back then in the 80s like you guys had tv but my whole thing is like i want a mini documentary of like who okayed this commercial who was the uber fan in this comic in this car company that okayed this commercial that had this concept that had this dream you know what i mean is it just some guy who who's like who grew up in the in in america in the 80s obviously yeah i'm like I think that's interesting. I think it's like, you know, it's like Citizen King. His, this is like his rosebud. What if he's like 80 and he's really old, he's about to his die? Rosebud. And then he wants this he wants to see this he wants to see this story finish and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's great. Did he have to get the licensing too? Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you're right. It can yeah. be kind of convoluted seeing yeah. how to pull this off, right? Yeah. But my line of questioning is because the fact is kids from the eighties travels to the future essentially. 
Uh, have you guys watched the Disney movie Flight of the Navigator? Yeah. Right. So same premise, right? Yeah. Uh, Ruti, did you? Mm, I don't know what that is. A kid, a kid from a kid <laughs> from the a kid from the seventies finds a spacecraft, and the spacecraft takes him to kidnaps him. <laughs> yeah, essentially kidnaps him. Uh-huh. What, what? Okay, anyway. stranger danger, man. There's no, there's no consent there. I don't, I don't or, or he hopped what in the spaceship. What is consent these days? It's, I, it's I, been a long time. I think he hopped in the spaceship, and the spaceship took off. And then he joined Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, that's a kidnapping, <laughs> yeah. right? But yeah. uh, but but he's like Flight of the Avenger. The premise there is that it's a kid from the 70s. Yeah. I think it's on a July 4th. It happened to believe because like fireworks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, finds a spacecraft, hops in the spacecraft. The spacecraft took, takes off. Goes on a joyride. Yeah. Goes on a joyride, and when it arrives back to Earth, yeah. uh, it's in the 80s. Yeah. Right. So his younger brother is now his older brother because mm-hmm. he's older than him. Mm-hmm. And this all this this whole thing about like oh wow you're still young and everybody else is old so yeah. there's that, right? Hmm. So which is the same thing as the car, the car commercial with Dungeons and Dragons. So I asked this. Uh-huh. It's just a commercial. If this happened to you, it's just a two minute commercial. <laughs> it's just we're just having fun here, guys. It's yeah, not, so, it's, not, of, it's not it's not a whole story. Speaking of having fun here, yeah. if this happened, because I mean in in Friday the Navigator spoilers, yeah. but he has a choice to, to stay in the '80s or go back to the '70s, mm-hmm. right? So would what would you choose? To stay in the future or to go back to the past or present? Have you seen the girls in this uh, in this car commercial? I would go where the girls are. <laughs> oh, Those are really pretty girls. Those are really, really pretty well, girls. Well, what are we talking about? Are we talking about... The real babes. Time travel. We're talking yeah. about time travel yeah. here. To be cool or... Yeah. What? I no, would... we're talking about time travel here. Mm-hmm. In the, in... I would go in the future. Yeah. Well, then again, to know what we know, 70s yeah. versus 80s, like I would rather live in the 70s. In this car commercial. No, no, that, that's for yeah. Fly the Navigator. Yeah. For for the the, oh. the Renault commercial is essentially from the eighties to present day. Mm. I want to go where the laser arrows are. You know what I mean? He has air, he has these arrows and can we go further lasers. than present day? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Don't yeah. get hung, don't get don't get hung up on the on the two examples. Okay. I'm asking you is right now, twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, we're taking this way too seriously, yeah. Johnny. Twenty nineteen, <laughs> if if you go if you have a choice to go to like I don't know, twenty fifty or or back to the past. To I guess twenty eighty, I mean nineteen eighties. Uh, what would you choose? As a person of color, even though I'm just Chinese, it's not that exciting. I would not want to go in the <laughs> past. You know what I mean? I think th- things will look better in the future. I would go. I would go forward. So that'll be your choice. You'd go forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ruti, yeah I would you? go forward. Yeah. Like the eighties fashion sense was just horrible. Yeah. I would not want to live it. I actually want to see it. how this ends. I'm sure it's, we're all twenty feet underwater and stuff like that. I'm sure there's like no lions left and everything. There's no. There's no. You know. There's no breathable air. But yeah. I'll roll the dice. So you, you don't have the yeah. back, you don't have the back to the future logic of going back to the past and knowing yeah. knowing the future you can take advantage. I don't want to be called Bruce Lee again, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I don't want to be called Ching Chong Chang and stuff like that. <laughs> well, you got called that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, 80s yeah. and 90s, right? Yeah. It's very racist back then. Oh you know yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ruti, uh, the Back to the Future uh, premise. Do you you, you want you don't want to go back to the Past, no, with knowing what the not future to the eighties. No, yeah. I'm sorry, like I or just in the past in general. Yeah, no, um, no, no, no. How further in the past? Okay, <laughs> well, you, can go, you can go. You can go like like ten years ago or twenty years ago. Nah, would you go back right. to the nineties? Nineties, which has like great music. I love the nineties. <laughs> I would actually consider. 90s. I do love the nineties, yeah. but. Huh. Well, so- actually, it would be cool to live in the nineties because, like, I was a kid in the nineties, mm-hmm. so it would mm-hmm. be interesting to be an adult. Like in the '90s, when during the Clinton era, when <laughs> the economy era. was thriving yeah. and people can actually have like the normal um, uh, opportunities than what millennials have these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna tell you something about 
I I like the nineties. It's it's probably my favorite time of of you know. Is it yes yeah. because you're a teenager it's, it's back a, then? Yeah, exactly. I, I, my balls dropped. Is what I'm trying to say my balls dropped. You know, in the nineties. So I grew up in the nineties. <laughs> and I was actually thanks I, for the yeah, info. Exactly. Uh, I was very. I was a very scared little kid in the eighties. I was actually very 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 frightened of the 80s and the time i grew up with like you know the preteens and stuff like that because in the 80s san francisco there was a lot of you know the AIDS scare also the hillside strangler and stuff like that and you what, live in san francisco um, in yeah, the 80s yeah and water creek and stuff like that yeah yeah and the hillside strangler <laughs> and also the, do, do you guys remember the old tv show unsolved mysteries and stuff oh yeah mm-hmm. that scared the bejesus out of me. i i just thought there was murderers hills uh, everywhere everywhere and stuff like that i i was actually a very frightened kid and you know during the the reagan years and stuff they on tv they propped up a lot of you know you, you think there's gang members everywhere and stuff. Obviously. Say no to drugs. Yeah, I mean, no there kind of were. You know what <laughs> I mean? Still are. I'm still, you know, but you know what I'm saying. It was a very frightening time for me growing up in the mid '80s and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't like it. Mm. '90s. Yeah, I, I, can I can imagine. Appreciate. I can imagine the '90s though. I would, I would love to be an adult yeah. in the '90s. Just I want like a full grown adult. I want to have wear hyper color shirts again. I want to be able to like, have yeah. a normal job and the like, just keep it down and actually yeah. have a house and you know the normal stuff that you can get the American dream yeah. that was more attainable back in the nineties. Yeah, it does. It did seem like it in the nineties. Yeah, but in general, I would not go back. Actually, I like this time period. I like the fact that I've seen twenty two Marvel movies in ten years. I love the fact that I have an iPhone <laughs> and stuff. Like that. You know, I can watch Netflix. But that's in the I context want. that yeah. you already saw that, and then yeah. you went back to the yeah, past. yeah. Stop. Like if you were given a chance before you even got to see. You could have bought stock in Google and Apple, mm-hmm. and then you could be mm-hmm. a rich guy. Yeah. I go forward. You had the foresight. I, too, will actually go forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I would prefer to go forward. I mean, I think it would be nice to visit the past, but not to stay there. You know, And which is the premise of Flight of the Navigator and that, that, that Renault commercial. It's like you're kind of stuck somewhere. This is, isn't like Back to the Future where you have a choice. Um, if you were stuck in the past or the future, I would rather be stuck in the future. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If, if, if you think, I mean, everybody you know could be like either dead or potentially almost dead. Or, but if you think about it, what if something really disastrous happened between between now and thirty years from now? And oh, then, it's fine. And then you go into the future, like what happened to Earth? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> then you'll be dead, right? Just like that. Who cares? Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, as an exercise of this discussion, yeah, uh, whether you go to the past or future, we all agree go to go to the future. It'll be more exciting. Oh. Just, just imagine like all the new tech that you can find in the future. Sure. Besides, if you could pass forward 30 years to the future, you got 30 years of history when you're there mm-hmm. to relieve. Yeah. You'll have all these Marvel movies already available to watch. Yeah. Look at all the stuff you can binge through. Look at sure. all the games you can sure. play. Look at all the TV shows you can watch already available yeah. to you 30 years from yeah, now. Yeah, there's no breathable air, but you have a lot of Marvel movies. <laughs> so I, I yeah, air. I mean, you there's know, no, we have... No, Microwaves no, and radiation yeah, yeah. to yes. worry about. There's no but, birds, you know, no fish in the ocean. Totally but it's more fine. awesome. Yeah. And we will, and we would, pure. and we would still not have flying cars. I'm sure. Wow. Yeah, and we still don't have flying cars or hovering shoes. As of this recording, it's currently 7:47 on June 4 in. Batu, the planet Batu in Star Wars Galaxy's <laughs> Edge in Disneyland in Anaheim, California, USA, and mm, see what's going on. It's time we take a look. Um, so James Hal 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 Hal
The dude from Jeopardy? The dude from Jeopardy? Yeah. James Halshauer? Halshauer. James Halshauer. To figure out what you're trying to say. <laughs> just say the dude from Jeopardy. James from Jeopardy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Halshauer. Halshauer. Yeah. Finally lost on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Never got to beat Ken Jennings' uh, records. Mm-hmm. And... Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <you> said. <laughs> Apparently, what's interesting is that... Uh, they recorded all this months ago yeah. before the first episode even mm-hmm. aired. So all the people who played against him didn't even know he had this huge streak right. going. Yeah. Although the thing is, I heard what they do is they announce how much he's earned, but like nobody kind of believed him. They think, oh, that's that's just, that's just an error. He's, they said two million. That can't be right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And fun fact, you know, all the Jeopardies you watch in the year round, they record that in like two days in 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 uh, in uh, Culver City. Yeah, did they did they change their clothes? I I don't I don't yeah, really they, watch it. Yeah, they break Yeah, they do. It's yeah. like um, it's all it's all uh, what do you call this? Yeah, war- it's all staged. Do they, yeah, war- do they have wardrobe? It's like cash cab where you think that people are actually hailing cabs, but no, it's all pre-recorded, yeah. and you know they have to sign waivers and stuff, and mm-hmm. they have to apply for the show before they even join the show. Mm-hmm. Well, Ken Jennings must be pretty happy that he died. I mean, died. I mean, I lost. Jesus Christ. That's a good turn. That's a good turn. Wow. That got grim. That got grim. Yeah, I I think what, 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 as far as just keeping a secret for like this, what, six months or whatever, I think I think it's just because it's, I think that's the audience too. You know, the people in Jeopardy, you know, they're like, like you know, somebody's grandma, grandpa, nobody's going to, you know, they're not, they're, they're not like internet trolls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, it's, that's kind of an easy way to kind of keep that secret and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, it's interesting though. He won a lot. He's, I mean, the thing is, people are like, "Oh, he's done now. He's it's over." But you could, you could be seeing this guy around for years to come. You know what I mean? Anytime they're gonna do a tournament champions, any kind of thing, he'll, he'll definitely, he'll definitely show up at some point. They're obviously gonna have a build up, like a, like a, like a title fight between him and, uh, and Jennings, right? So they should, if, yeah. they, if they know what's good for them for ratings. Yeah. The only question is, is will Alex Trebek be around? Oh, 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 oh hey, 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 his cancer is going I, through remission. So, jeez, yeah, jeez. But yeah, but good job. I mean, it's, it's an amazing run. We made like what over two million and stuff like that. It's good, mm-hmm. incredible. Speaking of making monies, they um, there is a service called iTunes that made a lot of monies. The past, what? What is this past, iTunes? Like what, almost twenty years or whatever. iTunes. What is I, iTunes? I don't, I don't know. I'm only using Napster. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a LimeWire lime kid. You know so so <laughs> that's so, the kids are using these days. So the, there was the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference thing above, and they mm-hmm. did announce that iTunes is not going to be split. No more iTunes for app for iOS users. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to split it between Apple Music and sure. Apple Podcasts and uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where where does movie fall in? Apple TV. Uh, does it get its own th- its own thing? I think it's Apple TV then, right? Yeah, yeah. Movies. Okay. Kind of thing. Right. So so if for those people wondering, um so the all the all all your stuff will still be, I don't know, spread out to all those three different yeah. services, mm-hmm. whatever. Sort it out. Uh the people who are really wondering are Windows users, like myself. Like what happens to iTunes? Yeah. Apparently, nothing. iTunes stays the way it is mm-hmm. in Windows. Mm-hmm. So for now. So that's that's just. But is it one of the things where if, if they don't keep patching or updating, it will just like crumble? And I have no idea. Yeah, that's, that's why I'd be concerned about. Right, they're they're saying that's that, fine for now, but you know, five, yeah. a year from now, two years from now, don't you have to patch that shit up? But I, I but I think Tweaking? I think but I think a lot of like iTunes users are are tired of updates anyway, so because yeah. <laughs> you get updates every single time. Yeah. But yeah, so so I Windows users, don't worry, iTunes is still gonna be. ITunes I would worry. I would worry. I, I wouldn't trust. I, I wouldn't trust Apple. Yeah, you know, I, mean? I have to replace my damn iPhone every three years. <laughs> there's you, a, there's you think, seriously like an update every three weeks. Yeah, it's seriously. really annoying. The you thing, have to shut down your phone. The thing is, I pay <laughs> Apple. You know, what I mean? I 
put money in the pocket with my iPhone and stuff like that, and I have to replace that stupid phone every three years. I would worry. You guys aren't. You guys aren't technically. You know, you're, you're kind of using iTunes through. You know, Google. It's like I would worry a lot. No, <laughs> we're using iTunes through Windows. I know so. doesn't have iTunes. I was um, worried. Uh, one of the other things, since you're on the subject of the worldwide developers conference, one of the things that I like from the announcement was the Apple signing thing. Uh, after the Apple signing thing was kind of interesting because it introduces randomized email. So if they want to spam you, they can't because mm-hmm. they have uh, they get they get a randomized email, so they can't really spam you. But where will my dick pics go? Oh, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so be, be careful with that. So sorry, listeners. Priorities. I can't, I can't spam out my dick pic. Oh. Yeah. And the other thing, the, the other factor that I, I noticed in Worldwide Developers Conference is WWDC. I just say that. Just say that. Yeah. WWDC. Um, I may finally abandon my Android tablet for five years because mm-hmm. the iPad apparently is finally going to get the two fu- uh, a future that I always use my Android tablet for, mm-hmm. which is access to a freaking thumb drive and a natural file storage uh, system. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Right, because I've always taken advantage of that on, on the PC mm-hmm. and on my Android and whatnot. And iPads, iOS never had that. You can't, you don't have full control over a file management and you don't you can't plug in a thumb drive and use it. Yeah, it's a bit, so now it's, they're it's embarrassing. Yeah. Now they're finally, finally, finally going to offer it. Yeah. They so, had yeah. to be fair, they had to make sure uh Steve Jobs was really, really, really dead. <laughs> oh, because he just said, in case he was actually learning. Because he said he was, he said he wasn't gonna love it, right? Something, so whatever. Like that, just, something like that. Yeah, but finally, hopefully, he said that. He's gonna roll over in his yeah, grave. Though. That's the premise of my joke. So hopefully, he, he said that. So, <laughs> so yeah. So finally, so now yeah. I have, now I actually have a reason to get an iPad. Yeah. So, so there. So you go. save up your eleven hundred dollars now. I just, get, I just get an iPad Mini for four hundred bucks. I like like my tablets not that big. I wanted not that big. Eight inch. I like I like an eight inch form factor. Oh, I like eight inch. All right, get the get the right size just for you, Albert. Yeah, don't don't succumb to peer pressure. If it's too big for you, it's too big. It's too big. Get the right size for you. Mm-hmm. I want to be comfortable. My ding ding dong. I haven't played that in a while. All right. For for those of you who don't know, Albert's my older cousin, yeah. so it's like listening to your brother be gross. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, next? I mean, because you know, like you like you keep saying, Yami's a bad influence to me. Yeah. Yes. I'm just here for the yes. dick of fart jokes. I know, like you you like creep into our conversations <laughs> even when you're not around. Yeah. Like there's a pun, yeah. and we just like start snickering, like we're stomping <laughs> when we're you just, need him. <laughs> we're just have to f- have fun, guys. Yes. I can't wait for our 369th episode. 69. You know, uh, speaking, right. speaking of episodes, <laughs> speaking of episodes, yep. May Sweep is ready to done. So the the 2018-2019 TV season is already over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have announcements of like shows that were canceled oh, yeah. or renewed or blah, 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 blah. Was there anything that you guys were watching that were canceled? Oh, that were canceled. Um, recently? Recently, yeah. Anything? I, I think? think everything that I was into survived, I think. Survive. How about you, Ruti? Anything? Um, there I'm is... just waiting for Outlander to come out again. Well, I mean, I'm no. talking about canceled canceled shows or shows that are ending, like Big Bang Theory's um, ending. You know, no, like all Elementary's the shows are pretty... ending. Wait, Big Bang Theory is going to get canceled? No, no, it, it ended. It, it just ended. It just ended. It just ended. Oh, I did Elementary get canceled? Been keeping or did, up with the season. <laughs> Elementary's ending. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, this is mm. the last season of Elementary. This upcoming fall, right? It already started. Mm. Oh, is it? Oh, TV. TV. Yeah, shows. Wait, what were you thinking of? I was thinking like cable. Oh, that that counts too. Oh, okay. Uh, not that I. No, not that I can think no. of off, off, yeah. off top of my head. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I do have a link on the show notes for stuff that were renewed, canceled, 
uh, or anything stand out for any you? anything new for me. The, the one show that was canceled that I actually do watch it, Jessica, is Whiskey Cavalier. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And I actually do enjoy that show. It's pretty much like a, it's like it's like it's like Castle meets Alias, but in a more comedic way. Yeah. Basically, like uh, Mission Impossible, what with a bunch of not really goof offs, mm-hmm. but it's a, like a light hearted spy right. show. I so, it was really good. Yeah, it's no, it's fun. It's a fun show. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's a fun show. It's a fun show, and that was unfortunately looking at the trailers and all that. It was just too expensive because it looks like because they shoot in Turkey. I know that keeps the cost down, yeah. but it does seem like a huge cast. It does look like a lot of special effects, a lot of stunts going on. I think it just. I think that was just too expensive. Another show that was canceled that I actually did watch was The Gifted, which was the X Men show in Fox. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it ended in a cliffhanger too, which is unfortunate. But but that's canceled. Sure. Uh, Gotham ended its run. It ended its run with showing Batman on TV, so that was kind of neat. Was it him flying in the air and pulling this shirt and then exposing <laughs> that the? That would be super. Oh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. So he's actually in costume. But is it he's, the final shot? Is the final shot? Uh, that sounds about you right. You see, it was kind of like Batman Begins, where he's in the shadows. Sure. You see him kind of off camera, kind of thing. But the final shot was him on top of the building because that's his iconic stance. It's sure. top of a building. Right. You know? <laughs> and did Jim Gordon actually grow a mustache at the end? He he, you know, he grew a mustache in the beginning, okay. right, of the, of the final episode. Mm-hmm. And then and everybody kept commenting and like, are you, gonna, are you really going to keep that? And then eventually he <laughs> eventually cut it off before the end. Right. Um, other shows that were canceled were ending, a crazy, crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Jane the Virgin, iZombie. All three shows were, are ending their run. Officially, mm-hmm. you know, so there's that. So yeah, um, those are the only two shows that I, I'm watching that were canceled, and then the other shows were are ending. So, but yeah, if you folks, if you want to take a look, uh, I did leave a show notes. There is a link that talks about it. It's for cable stuff. There's nothing there on cable uh, listed on there, so it's unfortunate. But yeah, um, speaking of unfortunate or fortunate, depending how you see it, uh, can Avengers Endgame actually beat Avatar in the worldwide box office? It's like 70 short, right? It's like 70, yeah, 70 million <laughs> short. I, I so. mean, that's pretty damn close. Yeah. It's close, I but I mean, it, it has a, it's like really close, yeah, but I, it's like, it's like right now in the domestic box office, it made $7 million yeah. over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? So if they keep it going for another, what, two months? Yeah. Uh, by the end of July, essentially, uh, could they make it? Uh, I, they might I think be able Dis- to. Even though they're competing against themselves technically now. Well, Disney versus I Disney, think yeah. Disney or Marvel wants that record. I would assume. Oh, Marvel definitely wants it. It's kind of hard to say because when did Avatar come out? Like 2009, 2009. 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so like what's the competition there? Like the, no, the graphics itself. No, 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 not the competition. We're, th- we're talking about the box office. Yeah. I was thinking oh, right. competition in the sense that it's a it's a different studio, but it's not a different studio now. You know what I mean? It's right. Fox and Disney all the same thing now. Right. right. But uh, my whole thing is, I I assume they would just cheat. You know what I mean? They would just release keep keep it in the theater extra long time. Uh, all the all those second run theaters and stuff like that show it to all the second run. You know, for but really the cheap thing is though like is that the digital release will eventually come out. Yeah, but, presumably yeah. by the end of July. Yeah. Right. So they have at least. If they really want to stretch it, they can keep going till Labor Day, mm-hmm. so that that gives them all of June, July, yeah. and 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 uh, August, right? Uh, but the point is that the past weekend they only made seven million dollars. Yeah, we're talking and about it's only going to go down. We're talking about worldwide, though. Do you have other markets and stuff? I throw in throw in that seven million. Oh, true, dollars. but I mean, yeah. the, uh, I, I think internationally it's still it's making less than seven million. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm just thinking at the end of the day they're going to do something where they'll cheat and get that get, they, they want that record. You I know think they'll I mean? happen. They'll they're, happen. Next year, I re- think before the next. But I mean, is it still a record if it if it spans for a longer amount of time? No, yes, that really it is. Yeah. Record's a record. A record's oh, record. Right. If it makes, 
if it makes money in the box office, that it makes money in the box office. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like now that a lot less people, like more people have seen it and I'm sure a lot less people are going to be in theaters, I would watch it now. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. See, I mean, you like can... five months later. Yeah. The, the point is that the, the box, the, the weekend box office is only going to go down and down. Yeah. So it's it's kind of really close. They're like 70 something million yeah. short of beating Avatar in the worldwide box like office. Like I said, those throw into the second run theaters to re-release it maybe during the holidays or something like that. You know, something like yeah. that. I'm sure they'll do whatever they My can. guess is this initial summer run not going to happen. Yeah. Right? But I think next year before the next MCU movie they're going to go rewatch Avengers Endgame on theaters once yeah. again kind of thing. Yeah. That's going to give them another like 10 million or 20 million and that's going to push them over Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I think that's that's how it's gonna play out. I think eventually they'll get. Yeah, but right yeah. now there's no way they're beating uh, Force Awakens at domestic. Yeah, it's it's really really dropped off since the big opening and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it's just thing, I would actually love for somebody to do the math, come come up with the algorithm to see what their boxes would be like if they release it at the same period as uh, Force Awakens in that December thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you release it during the holidays, every day, like a Wednesday, Thursday, you get 20 million, stuff like that. You just can't do that during the May months and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? And that's the only reason why they don't have that record. You know what I mean? If they released it any other, if they released it in that Star Wars slot, there's no way it wouldn't have made that $900 million and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, so, speaking of records, or in this case, a speed ticking record, um, half of them post. Speed what? Speed, speed, speeding ticket. What's that, Papanga? Speed ticket. <laughs> <laughs> a speeding ticket. Okay. Anyways, uh, the title is "A Guardian Angel Pigeon Helps Driver Avoid a Speeding Ticket." A timely photo ban, a photo bomb from a passing bird hid the driver's face from authorities as the the speeding <laughs> the speed so the speed cam camera tried to catch the person. I was gonna say, why can't they? They couldn't do. They couldn't. Legally, they can't do it just by the license plate. I think it's like license plate in person. It has to be there. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. usually just the license plate, and that's good enough. Yeah, but the thing, they, that's when they got in trouble. Oh, right? this is in Germany, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what uh, happens in Germany with the with the Germans and stuff, but but that's why people pe- they keep getting in trouble because of the people people let uh, other people borrow cars, right? So that's why they kind of discontinue that here in the United States, right? Because you know, people while they get the license, they have to get the face too. Otherwise, you're just say, "Oh, my buddy drove. Why? Why do I have to get this ticket?" Oh, here, here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see, just as the radar clocked the driver at 33.5 miles per hour uh, in a 30 kilometer zone, what is that? God <laughs> damn you, Europeans! Uh, damn you and your like, metrics. Anyways, uh, and 20, the, 20 miles. Sure, why not? 17 uh, miles. I don't sure, know. why not? I don't know. And the camera flash. The pigeon flew in front of the car, obscuring the face of the driver with its spread wings and thereby concealing the necessary evidence of who was at the wheel. I think oh, that's so it implies. So they could say that they actually, yeah. they so, could actually say that they, they, their car got stolen. Well, what Jamie was saying. Yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. just say it like that wasn't me. Hey, officer, Albert borrowed my car the other night. It's not me. It's not me. Yeah, exactly. So, you know? yeah. what, all Asians look alike? How dare you? You know? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> What's going on in that was? Before we talk about... Uh, okay, was again. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I tuned out. I totally zoned out. <laughs> before we talk about... Before we talk about Godzilla... Oh, Godzilla. 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 Always be my maybe. And uh, always be my maybe. Uh, or whatever. Uh, just in case the listeners actually care... Jumping, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter. J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. Ruthie? I love how you still call it the Twitter. Or is I, it the Twitter or yeah. is it just Twitter? On the interwebs. 
and the, on and the, the interwebs. Facebook? I see, I see. You can find me on Instagram at grace13, G-R-A-C-1-3 for DIY pics, food pics, cat pics, travel pics, and other random pics. You can also find me on Instagram at b.entwined for event designs and planning for birthdays, baby showers, bridal showers, weddings, and other party design needs. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5 on my I Saw That Movie blog for my non-spoilers movie review on the weekly podcast that I podcast on the weekly comic strip that I do with Lewis, as well as the extra stuff, extra spoils podcast, which recently we did like outtakes. We had 50 episodes of that, but yeah, outtakes. Uh, if you want to send us email, send it to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com. If you want to leave a quick comment, leave it at our Instagram page or Facebook page or on the website itself. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworstwhy.com. Oh, wait, we're supposed to send Ruthie out. Hey, Ruthie, <laughs> uh, since you haven't seen Godzilla, King of the Monsters, since you didn't even know it existed. Because <laughs> I live under a rock. And you didn't like watch... Like Godzilla did. Uh-huh. And, and, you didn't watch an, and you didn't watch the Netflix movie, Always Be My Maybe? I did not. Be my you baby. How dare you? I was too busy dying and dieting. Yeah. I think, dieting and dying. I think us Asian and Americans like, had an like, agreement. Like, We're all going to watch it this weekend. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? I know. <laughs> we had a pack. I wasn't aware. I was too distracted looking at pictures of cookies. <laughs> you didn't get a tax. No that pun intended, okay? <laughs> you didn't get the WhatsApp tax that, that every Asian American is on? Okay, Ruthie. Well, go ahead and stare at cookies some yeah. more. Have a good night. Uh, yes. We're going we're gonna to. Ice cream. Be- oh, speaking of which. Boba. You know, Always Be My Maybe does have like a character that cooks, and there's lots of food and all that stuff. Oh, that's how you're going to entice me to watch the movie, but then I'm going to have to wait for those parts in order to see food? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. All right, Ruthie. I need instant gratification at this point. All right, you guys. Good night. I will Good night. S- talk to you next week. All righty. Have fun. Babaloo. Bye. Babaloo. <laughs> that's no problem. <laughs> Babaloo. 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 from the Jungle Book? Hey, Babaloo. Before we talk about uh, Godzilla, I keep forgetting this. Godzilla and Always Be My Maybe. Uh, for non-spoilers, non-spoilers impressions of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Go ahead. It's, it's much better than I thought it would be. Judging by the internet buzz, uh, the reviews, I thought it'd be something dreadful and just like CGI banging, just going, just humping each other and stuff like that. And <laughs> okay. it was that. It was that. But uh, what people found lacking uh, were the characters and stuff like that. I don't. I don't think way down the movie. You know what I mean. I thought the movie was, was a lot of fun, a lot very entertaining, and it moves. The movie just moves and and brisk as, as a brisk pace to it. It's uh, it's it's good. It's good. Thumbs up. All right. Um, for me, uh, I love the monster stuff. I thought I was just seeing the monsters fight is enough for me to have fun with the movie. I, on the other hand, did not like the characters of the movies, the human characters of the movies. So that was kind of a downer. But the monsters enough are kind of made up for it. So yeah. Anyways, always be my maybe. Go ahead. I'm going to be that one agent to say, you know what? This movie should be better. You know what I mean? I have all the parts there, all the things are there for, for a very good, entertaining rom-com and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, the direct, I think the directing and the cinematography, editing, is what really hurts this movie. I'm marginally thumbs up or down. I don't, I don't know. This is really at the... At the uh, it could go either way for me. Uh, what do you think? I like Randall Park. Thought it was fun in the yes. movie. I like Ali Wong. I, yes. thought, I, th- I thought she played her role decently well. Uh, I was surprised at the lack of comedy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
I didn't realize it was going to be... I guess I'm kind of spoiled with the idea that rom-coms have to always be funny in every single scene because that wasn't what it was. It was like a, a rom-com that you would see in the 80s, 90s, or 2000s where it does have a focus on the romantic part. Not every scene has to be funny. Mm-hmm. And once I got over that, I actually had a lot of fun in the movie. Mm-hmm. And like by, by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, I, had, I actually had a really good time watching this movie. So so yeah, that's, that's my, that's my uh, impression of uh, always be my baby, maybe. But, oh, speaking of which... Uh, people who I have suggested to for people to watch, that that damn song always be my ma- baby. Mm-hmm. It always kind of kills the thing. Like like oh, there's a movie called Always Be My Maybe. Mm-hmm. Always be my baby. No no maybe no. maybe maybe. Well, we grew <laughs> up in the eighties and nineties, and that's the one, probably the big well, the biggest song to come out of that 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 era. Uh, of the course, Mariah Carey one, right? Yeah, Mariah Carey, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, always be my baby. For, for, for me, I'm stuck more with the be my, be oh, my baby. It's, it's 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 based on. Oh, never mind. The title's based on the. Yeah, no, oh, always I, be my uh, baby. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You do, 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 do. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's cut to the spoilers. <laughs> let's, let's let's move on to the yeah. to uh, spoilers here. If you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you, and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoilers! All right, let's go ahead and start with uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Here, is it the King of the Monsters or just King, King of the of Monsters? K K O T M. Uh, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I'm gonna mention something you talked about a few weeks ago. I think you mentioned uh, Last Jedi is like a Rorschach test for you as far as like oh. how people review uh, Last Jedi tells you what kind of reviewer you're looking at. I'm curious to see where this is going. <laughs> and this to me is a little bit like that because there are negatives and the negatives I've read online or whatever, I agree with. But are you going to let those re- those negatives weigh you down hmm. or are you going to be a glass half full kind of thing? You know what I mean? Well, I do believe that there are a lot of story character problems stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The positives in Godzilla, King of Totally outweighs the, the bad. It's really, really good in the sense that it moves. Here's what here's 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 my whole thing. My hot take is the smartest thing anybody's ever actually done in movies this year was introducing that plane in uh, Godzilla and stuff like that. That plane the is basically plane? The, the the Argo. The oh, pl- the Argo. The, yeah, because what it does is it makes the movie move and stuff like that. Hey, listen, you don't like the Antarctica stuff? Fine. We're going to Mexico next. You know what I mean? We're going to over the ocean. Oh, you don't like the ocean fight? We'll go under the sea and stuff like that. The, re- the, the fact that they put this plane, which is basically the Enterprise, basically, right? They put the plane in this movie. I thought it was ingenious and stuff like that because it really gives the movie a, a sense of motion and sense of speed and quickness and stuff like that. So, like I said, whatever you don't like about this movie, don't worry. Just jump on a plane and go somewhere next. You know what I mean? I love the momentum of this movie and stuff like that. Like I said, the the it's ingenious that they put a plane. Uh, basically, like I said, in this movie, it's it's just ingenious because usually in an action movie like this, what happens is the control center with the base and stuff like that. People just look up at a, at a monitor, right? And they'll be looking at what the soldiers are doing, and then the soldiers slowly die. They look at the monitor. They're just yelling at the monitor and stuff like that. But in this one, because the the spate the the what do you call it the 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 command center is a plane, it moves with the movie. It moves with the monster. They're right in the middle of the action stuff. It's ingenious. I, I don't think I've seen anybody point this out, but I think it's an ingenious thing that he came up with. So you're saying the uh, the the plot progression, the the pacing, yes, is works for you. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't disagree totally with that. Agree. I I like the fact that the movie does move, yeah. right? It it, does, it doesn't seem to let up, right? It just mm-hmm. always like 
Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Something happens. Something happens. Yeah. It you, just keeps moving. I do agree with that. That is a plus. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, and then the, in terms of like the spectacle, the yes. the giant monsters are are great to watch and whatnot. Yeah. But you really don't. But this is what you're using as a Rorschach test because the story yes. just isn't because I don't think I don't think people people always say the same thing as far as like the negatives and stuff. And the thing is, they always point out oh character stuff and it weighs it all down. Everything always drops because of that one point. But they never focuses on the positive or the ingenious things that the that the director and the writers come up with to right. to, to have something new. I just don't. Th- I don't think they appreciate the whole spectrum of the movie. Of course, that's just the play. I like the fact that the reveal. Of the twins, you know what I mean? It's pretty ingenious and stuff like that. It's a callback to Martha and stuff. Mar- the priestesses that worship the, the Marth- Matra. Matra and stuff like that. I think that's really clever, really smart. It's, it's a nice Yeah, well, those, those are the Godzilla Easter eggs. Yeah, those Easter eggs and stuff like that. And that's, that shows a dedication and care and stuff like that uh, that the filmmakers put into it. And like I said, I've, and I've seen a lot of these big summer action movies and stuff like that. Uh, Terminator Genesis, uh, those DC movies. They're not as good as this movie, as far as like I said, pacing and just moving the story along. Like I, I, I think it's underappreciated. I think it's underappreciated about how how well this movie is done, uh, uh, is 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 made and presented and stuff like that. You know, I I, I think it's a good movie. I think it's really good. Yeah. So you don't think this should be the Rorschach test? Yeah. Think- you know, movies can only survive on visuals alone yeah. for so long. But the thing is, everything else you see, as far as everything else is so well, what cause? I've actually talked about you. you should go no, no, no I'm, I'm pretty much responding to what you're saying. But, yeah. but I mean, I mean, I like this movie. I didn't hate this movie. Like a lot of critics are hating on it. Uh, I did like this movie, and a lot of it has to do with the monsters. For me, I, I joke about like, oh, this will be a great movie if you watch it with all the humans. And and for me, yeah. uh, I do have lots of problems with the human characters mm-hmm. and and the and the the plot surrounding those things. But mm-hmm. like what you're saying, mm-hmm. it did not weigh down the, my enjoyment for the movie. Yeah. I did have fun watching the movie, even though it has those problems. Because yeah. I recognize, hey, I'm still having. I recognize I'm still having fun watching the movie, and I can't discount yeah, that. Yeah, but the pro- the character stuff is all is not good. I mean, it's honestly, not good. No, it's no, not. there's no character you pull for. There's no character you really empathize with and stuff like that. I'm glad the mother died at the end of the movie and stuff like that. I mean, there's no question about that. But like I said, I don't think it easy weighs, exit though. But it's, yeah, it's, but it's, all the all the actors do their job really well. They deliver the lines expertly and stuff like that. Too I think they're bad lines. I think they're well directed. <laughs> I don't think the thing is no, no, yeah, yeah, directing sure, yeah, yeah, yeah I get that, I, I get that. S- but the thing is, I've seen so many blockbusters, so many. Actors delivering bad lines, being you know bad direction. I think this movie does it better than most and stuff like that. I think it's really, I think it's really well done. I, but th- you know, isn't this comparable to a Ronald Emmerich movie though? No, I think Ronald Emmerich wishes this is the kind of movie Ronald Emmerich wishes he makes and stuff like that. This okay. is this is so this is this this all the thing with those Ronald Emmerich, it's just like they there's, there's no pacing to them. They they just they just all the things just sort of sit there. All you know, it's all bland and boring and stuff like that. This stuff, at least stuff are emotion and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is just move on. faster than those emergencies. Things movies. are happening and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, things are always happening, even though some of the stuff are kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> is it stupid? Is it dumb? And stuff like that? But yeah, of course it's sort of dumb. Well, but is, is it weird that the same three soldiers show up to every crisis and stuff like that? Why is but that? they're in weird. the Argo. And every yeah. time you see the crisis, they're in... They're That's what I'm saying. Thing. It moves. This movie moves. It doesn't sit anywhere. You know what I mean? It doesn't It doesn't settle. It's constantly moving. Just like Godzilla going under the, the, the holes in the earth and stuff. It just keeps moving and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, the world building is great. I mean, I did like how they mm-hmm. toss in like oh, worm tunnels and I mean, water tunnels yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's the undercity. But again, 
the director and writer of this are huge fans of the Godzilla franchise. So yeah. there's a lot of Easter egg tossing to Godzilla fans. Mm-hmm. The fact that they showed the monsters a lot is kind of pretty much uh, an e- not an Easter egg, but like a hello, hey, we recognize that you guys want to see the monster yeah. kind of thing. Um, but in in terms of like compared to the the, the previous one with Gary Hedlund as the director of Godzilla, mm-hmm. he he does have like a reverence to Godzilla as a character. That's the reason why you don't always see him in mm-hmm. that movie, the previous one. He was only in for like twelve minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But every time you saw him, it it always made an impact. Yeah. This sure. one, it almost got to a point where Godzilla's there, and then you're kind of like, okay, Godzilla's there. Yeah. You know, I, I like yeah. someone. There are some beautiful scenes though, like the scene where they're underwater. Mm-hmm. And they open they, they open up the blast shield and you can kind of see Godzilla in the, in the distance, yeah. and then every time it cuts to it, it's closer and closer, almost like a monster. And the thing movie. on his scale is like his heartbeat and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's a yeah. great visual. Yeah. I mean, the Matra thing is a great visual. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, all the monsters have great visuals. It just the, he, the well, director, not all of them. But okay, go ahead. Now, okay, no, go ahead. Well, which one did you, I, did you like? I don't want to get to the bad stuff, but I, I guess we're there. Wait, 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 I just, around anyway. I like because I'm an old old man. I like the old in class. The suit? No, 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 no! I'm talking about the old monsters, the uh, King Ghidorah, Mothra, Radon. Those, but the new ones that they designed, I don't like them at all. The you, one, know, you know the reason why, right? Because they don't have access to all of them. Stuff like that. Correct, yeah, correct. I, well, you gotta pay them more money. Pay the Japanese more money. That's what I'm saying. Because that woolly mammoth and stuff like that that comes out at the end, and they brought back the one that they used for the last, uh, the 2014 Godzilla. I just don't like those, man. I just don't. They just they don't work for me. Every time Wait, King Ghidorah, they, they, they didn't, they didn't bring back the Muto. Yeah, it's in there. They did. That was yeah, a spider did. thing. No, but then you see the full. They, they hinted at the, sp- the classic spider thing, but the mu- the radiation thing, Muto, whatever you call it, uh-huh. from the previous that's in there. The, okay. That and the woolly mammoth are the two modern. Yeah, the woolly mammoth's a little much. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense if they're trying to yeah. say like, oh, these are all animal creatures that are titans, right? Which, which kind of blends in with the whole King Kong is a titan now too. Yeah. Right. So if King Kong is a titan, it's an ape. So I guess a woolly mammoth. It should be a lizard up. insect. You know, for all bug. we know, there was a woolly mammoth uh, character should, in the Godzilla history. It should be. A we, lizard. we didn't watch all the Godzilla movies. It we don't know. Should be a lizard or an insect. Uh, the only exception is King Kong. That's the only mammal I accept no, in the mythology. But I, I'm saying, I'm saying we haven't seen all the Godzilla movies. For or, all we know, there was a woolly or mammoth. Or have you? Or have, or have we? I? No, I haven't. I mean, I, a, I, I do want to like. I mean, I'm not gonna buy it personally, but I would like to pause it at that world screen where they showed all the different monsters listed. Oh yeah. There's, there's YouTube videos, breakdowns of all Oh, okay. Of them. Well, I guess they, I'll watch those ones. You know, they, they don't hint at the classic Japanese monsters from back in the day, but they mm. hint at monsters of, of legend, like Hydra and stuff like that. You know right. I mean? So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, which makes sense to me. If these are titans who used to rule the earth, I mean, it would be those kind of monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have to assume that, that um, uh, what's, that, what's, that, what's that creature underneath the water? <laughs> oh. oh the, not not the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Leviathan? The Le- no, not the Leviathan. Kraken. I guess the Kraken. Uh-huh. Kraken. Or Rele- the- Should we release the Kraken? No, the one, the one from, uh, <laughs> the one from South Park. <laughs> oh, the. Jeez, oh, I don't know. Oh, how can I forget? It? It's under the sea. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to censor that. Uh, the um. I have no idea. Cthulhu. Oh, okay. I guess C or sure. K. Anyway, so is Cthulhu part of it? I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, and then like, oh, King Kong and Godzilla versus Cthulhu. I mean, you know what I don't want to see? Godzilla versus Roy Mammoth. Because that, that thing looks ridiculous. And stuff like that. But going back, uh, actually, I want to uh, bring back something you mentioned earlier about the 2014 Godzilla. Okay, the thing with the 2014 Godzilla is like, oh, people complain, oh, they can't, they kept cock-teasing the Godzilla correct, until the correct. very end, of the, and they cut to the human thing. And the problem with 
And my issue with the 2014 is like, hey, I have no problem with you teasing Godzilla and all that stuff. But they, when they cut to the human, the human stuff is so boring, so uninteresting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? At least this one, the human, again, it's not quite character development and all that stuff, but at least the, the, the actors and stuff, they deliver their lines convincingly. They deliver it well. The, the, the direct, it's directed better. There's some energy to it. Because, you know, I actually, you know, I'm actually somewhat interested in these in these uh, human characters in, in this movie. The 2014, I didn't care anything about Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver. The only character I cared about was the guy from Breaking Bad, and he died like spoilers alert. He died like five minutes in the movie and stuff like that. So this is a much much improvement on on the 2014 movie. I I guess, uh, but the characters here in the Great Eater. I mean, yeah. I like Vera Farmiga's character. No, well, that's the right answer. Uh, I, I think she's interesting because because she does drive the plot of the movie, mm-hmm. right? And and her decision is kind of like like a Thanos thing, where it's mm-hmm. like I'm saving the world by destroying yeah. it. Is that kind of a thing? So in is it in, is she though? In but in the written form, that's an interesting idea. Is it though? Right? Mm-hmm. Her revealing her master plan like an evil like an yeah. evil like yeah. villain yeah. is kind of stupid, yeah. you know. And and then at the end where she dies because she 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 does something good. Mm-hmm. The point is that she unleashed all these monsters that kill yeah. all these people. Yeah, I don't think you get a redemption arc if you kill like a billion people. But she's the only interesting character yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Everybody else, I could care less that existed in this yeah. one. Okay, I oh I'll talk about the bad part. My, here's my bad part. If I use that Star Trek and uh, Star Trek analogy where the Enterprise and all these different things, the bad part is all these different characters. You know, in Star Trek, you know what each person does, right? You know, there's an engineer, there's a doctor, there's a navigator. Mm-hmm. The, the people on the ship, I have no idea what each person does. You know what I mean? Right, right, the, right. The Thomas right. Middleditch character, the, the nerd that had the PowerPoint presentation at the end, why is he throughout the movie? What's he do? And stuff like that. What is Bradley he's Whitford's scientist? Ca- what's the Bradley Whitford? He can seem like he can do a- he's everything. He's also a scientist. Yeah, he's also a scientist. Everything. You know what I mean? What's his specialty? Whatever the plot, whatever the scene requires well, you, you. You know who he's supposed to represent? Have you read oh, this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Sanchez Rick, from Rick, Rick and Morty. Which I, mean, I think would only make sense if he was the smart guy who does yeah. the stupid things, but it's really smart. Yeah. But all he did was just do quips. And the quips weren't even that funny. Everything's like I said, these characters, I don't know. Actually, I don't know any of their names. Actually, I don't know any of their motivations. Like if it wasn't for the fact that Ice Cube's son has a gun, I wouldn't know he's a military guy. You know what I, I mean? Liked, I like Ice Cube's son. In but this. what I'm saying is, he, he he's a very lucky guy, though. He survives everything here. <laughs> survives everything. I don't, I'll see everywhere. everywhere. Oh, it's the longest day for him, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, he's on the clock for 24 hours. But anyway, my whole thing is, all despite all that, I guess the actors delivered the lines convincingly. The movie moved, so it's not so it's not dependent on their motivation and stuff like that. It's not dependent on it's very just plot driven and stuff like that. So I'm, I, that's why I don't ding it, this movie as much as I do other movies, and especially the 2014 one and stuff like that. And the other thing, going back to what you said about the the wife and stuff like that. Here's here's why I didn't like about the story compared to what I mentioned about the uh, Brightburn yesterday, uh, last week. Brightburn, like I said, it committed to its concept, its story, and stuff like that. It's dark, and they just go for it. The thing with this movie is the co- the commitment should have been the two parents suffered a tragedy. Their son died, right? Right. And the commitment should be she goes off, becomes the evil scientist. She embraces the Godzilla monsters, bring them all, destroy the Earth. He should have been... Uh, I'm gonna kill them all. You know, I'm gonna. Well, he was. Yeah, no, he didn't. He went off being an well, alcoholic. He, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, go on. Go on yeah, go on. that's. But that's just again. That's that's not him taking pictures and then 
him telling you he's an alcoholic. He, he, he ran away from his problems. Yeah, that's not character. That's not character stuff. Like that. That's what the story should have been. How these two parents grieved about the loss of their son in different ways and stuff like that. But the but the thing is, with the wife, they wish they, they're doing a wish washing thing. You know what I mean? She's kind of the bad guy, but the other guy, the guy from Game of Thrones, is the bad guy. You know what I mean? They yeah. give her a redemption. He's arc. the bad, bad, bad. See, guy. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't commit to the premise. They don't commit to the story. They do a PG studio kind of a thing where she, oh, she hedges and stuff like that. You know she I mean? learns her lesson. Exactly. So and then she dies so that she doesn't get to, to, to trial. Yeah. And like I said, <laughs> oh, she, she's dead. But the thing is, <laughs> commit to your premise. Commit to your story. Commit to these characters. Like that. I bet you there's one version of the story where that guy's like, he's the guy who should have invented that oxygen killing bomb. You know what I mean? He should have been that, that, that should have been their story. You know what I mean? About how two, like I said, about two, uh, two different, uh, yeah, they could agree. have been counter, counter yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what the story is. You know what I mean? But they don't but, commit yeah, to it. But, but then, of course, you're just speculating what could have been better. Uh, no, I'm no, no, no. I'm judging it by the the story that they laid out and the, how they didn't execute it. Yeah, but right. you're also saying that they should have done it this way instead. Yeah, no, but I'm saying I've also seen a m- bunch of studio movies where they wish they they don't they 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 make it de- uh, uh, family friendly and stuff like that, where they change. I just. You know, no, no. I'm, see- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I get. I get what you're saying. It, it could have been a better movie yeah. if they did this. If they pushed but the if you're if you're if you're judging the movie by itself, I mean, this is what we got. Yeah, but the thing is, the judging the movie by itself is something I've seen a million times. You know, right? Because they because they wussed out. Because come on, if you are a writer, you, that's your starting point where the two where the kid dies and the two parents. That's where you would go, right? If you were right. a writer. On a blank. Well, page. I mean, it could be a lot of a lot of people who use the whole alcohol as an excuse thing. Are, those characters are always the guy. Oh, they ran away. Yeah, kind of thing. Because I do appreciate at the very beginning. I was actually uh, well, they give it away in the, in the trailer, but I was actually surprised at that. Oh, she's a villain because that's a nice kind of trope, you know. You know, that's, that's a, a not not trope, but that's a nice. Did little, they give it away you, in the trailer? Yeah, they give it away. She she talk, Remember, she. I don't know if you saw the trailer, but the point where she no, she said I'm she, sorry about something, but I, I wasn't sure what it was. No, she in the trailer she hits the the, the thing and says run, run away. You could kind of surmise that she blew up something. Yeah, but I, th- I thought she was releasing Godzilla as a good thing. Oh, really? Oh, oh that's, 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 that's what I thought. That's what I'm saying. I've seen a lot of movies. I know I know the twists mm-hmm. and stuff. Fair enough, fair enough. But, but yeah. I mean, I but, mean, she, but the thing the thing is, though, okay, Kyle Chandler's character is probably the most annoying one I, I could find in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like if anybody was going to complain about like a Mary Sue or a Gary Stu, this is the guy. Yeah. You know, because every time he showed up, he pretty much took over the whole team. Yeah. Like, why was, why, they're all scientists. Why, yeah. why can't they come up with the same answers He's coming up with, and also I I know I know the scene you're talking about the first one he's in that no, boardroom just about all of them <laughs> yeah he's, he's in that boardroom he's just yelling over everybody I'm like there's a four star general over there everybody's a shit stuff I know this guy's kind of yeah. weird well not only that but, but he, he, even if he's speaking out of line the point is that he shouldn't be the guy feeding them all this information mm-hmm. like like because they, they should know better yeah. they, they 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 should know be- like yes we consider that already blah 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 that's yeah. what I'm saying that's why I'm saying. So if you if you would argue why the other characters are so lacking, I think that's a good reason. That's a good example. Yeah, because they wanted like, Kyle Chandler to be the hero yeah, character, like it, all and the, they made a mistake. All the characterization, all the story subplots, and all that got pulled through his character and stuff like right. that. Nobody else had really anything much to do other than look at the screen and stuff like yeah. that. But it, yeah. it should have been a true ensemble team, yeah. but all all the relevant plot uh, decisions are in Kyle Chandler's yeah. ball. And like, like they should have made it a, a true... But, that, but I mentioned there's a plane in this, and the movie moves <laughs> yes, at a yes. pace. So all that stuff doesn't really matter. Like I said, I don't judge it that that harshly. So yeah. So another thing too is that uh, the Millie Bobby Brown character. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she'd have a more significance in the movie, mm-hmm. but she's essentially once again just another plot device. She give she did give Godzilla a smirk, a smile for some reason. I don't know. I'd be running the hell. Yeah, that's yeah. true, huh? Like, how does she know he's there to rescue them? Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. She doesn't know that. Well, that's a whole other story. Can we, let me touch on that, that a little bit. For this movie and the last movie, they keep doing this thing where through the Ken Watanabe character and all that stuff, like trying to make this uh, Godzilla the savior of man, like we can live in peace with Godzilla and all that stuff. Yeah, and the credits show that. It's, it's, it's still. Oh my God. This is like the worst retcon, the worst rehab ever. Go back to the prem. If the. If the whole thing with da, 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 the whole thing with the Japanese is like they may I'm not Japanese either, but my, from my understanding this is a reaction to Hiroshima this is a reaction to World War II the constant fear of being nuclear bomb being bad. nuclear bad constantly being invaded and stuff like that nuclear bombs stuff like that. but in this movie yeah, it's a it's they're not simply buddy buddies it's it's a cautionary tale it's Godzilla is a cautionary tale it's a reflection of our dark humanity and stuff like that you're not supposed to you know. No, it, it it is weird from the director and from writers who claim to be Godzilla fans, and they seem to know their Godzilla facts and yeah. whatnot pretty damn well. Um, I'm surprised they went to this direction. Yeah. Uh, a nuclear bomb. They keep trying to. A they nuclear bomb to. saves Godzilla. Yeah. You know, essentially saves Godzilla, which is yeah. what? Yeah. Um, the Earth is saved by radiation. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like yeah. how does that make sense yeah. in the in the Godzilla mythology? I don't. I don't understand. There are ways to update it. I didn't finish the movie, but Shin Godzilla came out a few years ago. Shin Godzilla is a great way. But to the thing it, is, yeah. it's Godzilla monsters, all that stuff. But the the enemy was again humanity, but not in the same sense as as as, as a nuclear dread or that's sort right. Of but it's bureaucracy, you yeah, know, red the, tape, and red bureaucracy. tape, and stuff like <laughs> the guy running up and down the, through the hallways and stuff like. There are ways to modernize that because we don't necessarily live in a nuclear age anymore. There's there, you know the the ways to updating the, the threat that Godzilla represents. But I'm this is this isn't it, man. This no. is a, this isn't Ken about it saying. Let them fight again. You know, yeah, it's, it's but, not so that, but he looks yeah. at a uh, a stop a clock a clock yeah. watch that that froze from the Hiroshima bomb. Yeah, eight fifteen. Yeah. He looks at it. I go, hey, is this what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, it's not ironic. <laughs> like, wait, wait, yeah, no, is this <laughs> ironic? Is yeah. that what they're going for? They're yeah. going for the irony of it, or yeah, yeah, or what? Like, yeah. like, like, it's almost like they're trying to redeem nuclear power by by with this movie. Yeah, I don't get. The, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, we we run our electricity is is helped by nuclear power plants, yeah. right? Not, but Godzilla is supposed to be anti-nuclear. Yeah, it, it, it seems like I don't get it. Uh, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. They keep rehabbing. I don't know what the underlying philosophy or the messages of of hugging Godzilla. I don't understand. And also, think since we're gotten to the point where we're talking about problems and stuff like that, there is a lot of false drama. In this, you know, what I mean? oh, a lot of false, false drama. Oh, come on, don't roll your eyes. I mentioned the part with the plane that, that makes it good. The plane redeems everything, Albert. God damn it. <laughs> the, the, the monsters are supposed to be the ones that oh, redeem The monsters it. are fantastic. The action scene, yeah, King Ghidorah, and all King Ghidorah, and the ice, oh, Matra, so fantastic. Oh, oh, it's great. Anyway, let me just let me just, uh, just focus a little bit on the negative too, uh, for a little bit. Uh, there's a point, seeing a Ken Watanabe, he, Watanabe, Watanabe, what, you know, the guy. <laughs> Uh, he's out there dragging this nuclear bomb hundreds of feet up the stairs through the thing. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm like, it's a nuclear bomb. You can set it off anywhere. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but he has, he has, he has to get close enough so he can make the final walk and touch Godzilla. False drama. False. You know what I mean? Right. It's a nuclear bomb. Just set it off. You have to get that three hundred, that extra three hundred feet. It's not gonna make a difference. At one point, Kyle Chandler's character is like, I gotta get out of here. I'm out. Of here. I have to go find my 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 daughter. He gets on a he gets on a helicopter. The guy goes, "You don't know where your daughter is." He doesn't have an answer for that. I don't, yeah. where, where are you going? And also, by the way, I don't know if you notice the end of the world's happening. Helicopters are kind of scarce resource. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give you white helicopters. Get the hell out! And so, like, what the hell is going on? I know. Like he reserved the helicopter like, wait, to get him out. It's not Uber, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you doing there, buddy? 
Come on, buddy. Oh my gosh. It's like things like that little thing and, and, and the, the opening of the movie starts with like this modern western home and then it, it pans out I and like go, oh they're in china it's, it's a twist so a was that house there the whole time or did they build it it's for a, them a, that's a nice review though because you think the mother is earthly she's very protective and stuff, but no she's the one who's actually put, put him put, put her in danger so that's, that's, sure I, i'm just yeah. like wondering like like did they actually like did she ask like i, I want i want a western house built yeah. nearby here and the chinese guys you saw some Talk about luxury. The Chinese guys, she wants a McDonald's here. Yeah, if you want me here, I want my house. Oh, there, there was one more false drama that I didn't like. That kind of stood out. I forgot what it was. I didn't like the hints that 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 now they're gonna pair up Zhang Ziyi's character with Kyle Chandler. There was all this like that was almost like this forced romantic chemistry that that's going on between the two of them, and like. Really? Because I mean, there was a one scene too where they they held hands and whatnot. Oh, there what? Oh, yeah. I didn't pick that up. It it, it seemed like it seemed like we okay. Now that you're not not Vera Farmiga is not your <laughs> you don't like her. Yeah. We have somebody else for you. You know, we're a Chinese company making this movie. Let it be a Chinese woman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, well, that goes back to our whole thing where oh, the Chinese actors are now the product placement of for these movies. You know what I mean? So, All right. So did you come up with the other thing before we wrap God this up? Damn it! There was something I I I. It has, wasn't a has big to do with monsters. No, just false drama, false. But you know, we should focus on the end. Oh, the end, one thing I want to mention at the end: all that stuff is great. Where Godzilla's like, you know, going supernova. He he has the he's chewing on King Ghidorah's head. Yeah, so that's that great. That's all fantastic. That's a great. That's a great fake out because you thought, oh, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, he's not alive anymore. <laughs> it's all great. Anything with Rodan is actually great. One of the 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 planes. He's doing flips and stuff like that. Yeah, those are one, great. Yeah. yeah. Once some at some point the guy flies into his beak and stuff like that because he's trying to eject and stuff. Yeah. All that great. And the the criticism I have with the third act fight is only you know in the in football games or in baseball games where they're playing sometimes a stupid fan runs on the field that's how i felt about the humans and the millie bobby brown's family and stuff like you know what i mean it's like get these kids get this family off the field this, yeah, is, the fight. True, that's this, true. Is, this is the end this is the fight it's a big thing like because i didn't really care about them at the end so yeah yeah well there you go uh Godzilla king of monsters i mean i liked it despite all its flaws i loved it i mean oh, you loved, you loved it. i love strong uh, it's a B. I would give it a, if I did great. I give it a solid B plus. Oh, I, I, I gave I gave it a either a B minus C plus. <laughs> the guy from Game of Thrones is really good. He's just chewing up the scenery. He's evil. He's Tywin Lannister. Sure, it's sure, sure, it's sure. I, I kind of wish they would slow down on the big reveals in the credits though, like like explain the stuff. I kind of wanted to like read the news articles, but nope. Like save yeah. it for the for the Blu-ray. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I thought the post credit thing post credit thing would be a little bit better. It's just oh, King of Thrones head again. Oh, because I thought they would tease something new and stuff like that. Yeah, you were guessing King Kong stuff or King Kong, or Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. At some points, Mecha Godzilla. Is there a Mecha? Sure. Is there a Mecha Ghidorah? Uh, there's a Mecha Ghidorah. Oh, then there we go. Then they're that's probably what, hitting that's, that's, Mecha that's Ghidorah. Yeah, yeah. So, so the next movie, if we want to speculate, Kong versus Godzilla, and then they had to join forces to fight Ghidorah again. Yeah, you know, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, there we go. There's uh, I like it. Godzilla I King of the. Did I mention there's a ship on, on this movie? The ship really saves the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next movie. And once again, spoilers. Here's your warning, it's time for spoilers talk. If you don't want that, then go and just take a walk. Spoiling a movie or TV show, don't come crying to us if we for what you don't know. Uh, always be my maybe. Mm-hmm. You can always be my maybe. 
Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. Why do I try? Uh, anyways, so go ahead, Jamming. My biggest issue with this movie is just the direction and stuff like that. It's so bland. It's, it's so, so average? It's so it looked like a sitcom and stuff like that. The pacing of it looks like a sitcom and stuff like that. It's just so lethargic in its presentation and in its aesthetics and stuff like that. It's just, it's just like except I, for two scenes. Oh, two, the two scenes are I, the Keanu Reeves scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. The Keanu Reeves scenes are easy. The best things about yeah. this movie. Thank God Keanu Reeves uh, uh, showed up and stuff like that. I'm gonna compare it to an, another Netflix rom com that came out last year. Set it up, set it up and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. takes place in New York, takes place in, in in San Francisco, but supposedly they shot it in Vancouver, right? Right. Oh but, sure. But okay. anyway, but if you look at these two movies side by side, you know, set up has so much life and energy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You feel the city and stuff. You feel the scene. You feel its themes. It has it's it's just, it's just it's it's popping basically and stuff like that. But this one, like I said, it's just so flat looking, so boring and stuff like that. There's no energy going going through these the, each scene and stuff like that. It just sort of splinter out and splutter out and stuff like that. I'll give you an example. The 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 uh, the scene where is is Keanu Reeves scenes actually at the end where the two the the two uh, Ali Wong and uh, Randall Park leave and then the the hippie dicky girlfriend is there with mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves and you think oh they go they go put a button onto the scene you know what I mean she's gonna do something wacky or something crazy so, you know you put, end that Keanu Reeves storyline but no the scene just ends it well I mean Uber. she stays and then, yeah, right, yeah it ends yeah and that's that's it that's it there's no button I don't think that's how comedies work I don't think that's you know so. I, uh, that's my biggest thing. But the direction, editing, and the pacing of it is my biggest problem. It's like, it's like bec- uh, I know it's on Netflix, but I judge this by movie standards. You know what I mean? Right, this one enough. just looks and feels like a like even bad TV. You like know it came mean? from the 90s, though. Yeah. It just didn't work for me. And this, the lady that directed it, she has a long history. She 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 produced and executive show ran the the B in Apartment uh, Twenty Three or something. And oh she, really? Okay. And she she show runs uh, Fresh Off the Boat. You know what I mean? So she has a lot of uh, TV background. And unlike the Russo brothers, where they kind of elevated elevated their style and stuff, like when they when they got a movie opportunity, I just don't feel like she did she she did a good job. It's just like eh. anyway. Go ahead. Um, like I said earlier, it to me it felt like a movie a, rom- a rom com that came from the nineties or the early two thousands, where it would, you know the Sandra Bullock movies, the Catherine Heigl movies, mm-hmm. where you know it it does kind of feel like it could have been a sitcom. Budget's really low, so they they don't really it takes its time with the storyline. Yeah. You know, this is before The Hangover came out. This is before all the modern comedies came out, where you just got to keep moving, 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 moving. This is not it. This this really is. It really felt like an old style romantic comedy. Mm-hmm chick flicks or so to speak you know and and it did take a sweet time and for me that was a problem in the beginning i was kind of like oh, i'm getting kind of bored yeah you know like where's the haha and laugh yeah. laugh you know kind of thing i mean i like all the culture references and whatnot yes. um but but i wanted it to pick up and then it did it did eventually pick up for me and a lot of it had to do with Keanu Reeves. Reeves. yeah, yeah so so yeah. halfway through the movie is when it really picked up for me and then from that point i'm like oh i'm actually really enjoying this movie mm-hmm. yeah i actually like this movie a lot more than i thought i would mm-hmm. in context Based on the second half of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, but let's go back to why the reason why we watched it, Asian Americans support. Oh yeah, yeah, support that Asian should be Americans like its not. own separate discussion. Actually, the represent the the, the inclusion that of, uh, of it all and stuff. Like that. But I just want to point out another. I want to mention one more thing first. Do, are you familiar with Ali Wong? Uh, I know she's a stand-up comic. Okay, the thing is, I've seen her two Netflix specials and stuff. Okay, like that. maybe that kind of 
skewered my 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 expectations because if you watch those, those are very raunchy, very oh, really? hard, hardcore R. Yeah, she definitely wasn't doing that here. Yeah, exactly. And going into this one based on the trailer and stuff, I thought, oh, because you co-wrote this and stuff. I thought, oh, this is going to be like a... Wacky comedy. Yeah, wacky comedy, a Jet yeah. Apatow kind of thing. But then when I saw the PG-13 kind of thing pop up at the corner of the when the movie started, I was like, uh-huh. oh, oh, okay. Just tone it down. No, no butt stuff, I guess. No, so, and, and and that's kind of and that's another thing that I felt as I was watching this movie. I felt like she was fighting a fight with one hand tied behind her back and stuff like that. This doesn't play to her strength. You know what I mean? There's a couple of really good lines, a couple of really good zingers, like when Annie uh, Randall uh, Rand, Randall Park spits out the champagne and stuff like that. That's you know, and she makes a couple of really good jokes. Through, you know, but I just feel like. This doesn't play to her strength. You know what I mean? True, yeah. true. It, it does seem like it tried to be more mainstream and tried to be yeah. like that PG-13 movie kind of thing. Uh, and there are story elements where I, I really appreciate it, where it does reflect her. The whole storyline with her... Parents? And her parents, not just her parents, but at the end where she, you know, this, you know, she does not apologize for who she is. You know, she needs a man to kind of support her and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that does subvert some uh, romantic comedy tropes and stuff like that. For example, we just saw Longshot. In a lot of these movies, the the successful woman has to change the most. You know what I mean? She has the right. most to change. But this one, she doesn't have to change that much necessarily. And he's the one who goes from schlub, you know, a slacker loser into, you know, a a a a a a a more modern, more presentable, more uh, you know, more confident person. Yeah, person and stuff like that. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. But yeah. So it's almost like a flip then. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. No, that that makes that kind of makes yeah. sense actually. Because mm-hmm. she's the successful one. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's the one well, he's the person who could be successful, but he's not going it's to the reverse, he's a slacker. Yeah. It's a reverse uh, pretty woman with but no hoeing involved. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. yeah so, wasn't that joke already used in another movie? Oh yeah, sure. long shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, long shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess long shot is a good comparison to this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um I did like the whole thing with uh, her her relationship with with Randall Park's character when they were young and the and, yeah. and her parents mm-hmm. kind of thing. I liked the whole thing. I liked the fact that she because a lot of Asian kids actually listen yeah. to you, if you don't know, yeah. a lot of Asians in America, a lot of Asian kids in America who came from the mainland, from whatever home country they mm-hmm. came from, uh, sometimes the parents just dump them here, yeah, and then and then they go on their merry way. Yeah, actually, what what would be accurate to my experience, not not for me personally, but the people that I grew up with, it would be one one of the parents would actually be here. One would be the anchor parent mm-hmm, right. raising the kid and the other usually the guy obviously be back in Taiwan or something like working and stuff like that but right yeah. yeah yeah usually that's how kind of that's kind of how it goes so mm-hmm. I, I did like I did like the the them adding that into the story which yeah. is something something that you don't normally see in this kind of movie yeah but the, the Asian American uh, Asian American experience of it all is fantastic the representation yeah. it's specifically Asian American and stuff like that that's good they should get applauded for that there's a scene where Randall Park is like listening to her conversation and she's doing a fake voice and stuff like that yes I've, yes yes I've heard that throughout my life that's that's pinpoint accuracy when you go to a restaurant you either you bring somebody of that uh, ethnicity you know for food, right. or you have to speak the language or you're gonna get shitty service that's true yep. that's yeah the, the whole Cantonese restaurant scene I I, yeah. I, I, I laughed at all because I'm like yeah. yeah it's so true 100, 100% it's we, a little exaggerated, but so yeah. true. If you go to K Town, <laughs> if you go to K Town, for example, you have to bring a Korean person and stuff like that, or you know, not just talking about service, but like see, off the menu stuff and stuff like that. That's that's very it's very true to life. Yeah, it's, all that stuff is there. Yeah, and I like the the fact that Asian Americans kind of is play all kind of different parts. You know, like as we mentioned, the hippie lady and stuff like that. Right, right, you right. You usually don't get that in in uh, in mainstream movies and stuff. We're usually nerds and you know, or you know. 
dragon t- tiger mom and stuff like that. Yeah, they really did seem to go out of their way to try and cast everybody as an Asian American. Yeah, you know, and it kind of worked. It, it, I mean, to us, it didn't really bother us because yeah. we're we, we kind of want to see this kind of yeah. stuff. It's my every, everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, but there was no like white guy to for people to anchor, and I guess people couldn't assume that Keanu Reeves is a white guy, but he's actually Asian American. Yeah. So so there's that too. But uh, speaking of Keanu Reeves, I, I guess I, I kind of just jump to this. The restaurant scene with Keanu Reeves, oh, I thought it was hilarious. It's funny. It's very funny because yeah. it it kind of pokes fun at the pretentiousness of like like this rich foods or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I mean the whole thing with like oh here's your headphones and you you get to listen yeah. to the animal that you're gonna yeah, eat. Yeah. You know I thought, I thought that was it's hilarious. Very funny and stuff like that. Yeah. And the after party and stuff like that. It's all all that stuff's very funny. And, and, and then the no no hold on and also the uh, the sugar bubble. The sugar bubble, like like for dessert, you guys have the the, the sugar bubble. The Wonder if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to try it if it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I love the I love that whole restaurant scene mm-hmm. and um and the fact that Keanu Reeves is playing against type. Yeah, because he's supposed to be like the really Super nicest guy good. ever, you know. And this one is like kind of like a like a douchebag, you know. So and this is the part where actually like, yeah, I don't, I don't it's, it's 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 negative and stuff. But I think this is the part where the writing kind of falls apart too because. During this scene, uh, she kept defending Randall Park's character. No, no, she actually kept. She also defended Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, like you don't know him. You, you know, just but you met the other night. You know what I mean? That, that doesn't. You shouldn't defend him that that not much and stuff like that. So the but the he's right, Keanu Reeves. I know, but the pacing of it all doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, if you look at again, going back to uh, stepping up, that takes over the course of a summer and stuff like that. Almost same as this. It takes over over course a couple of weeks. But the way it's directed. And it's pasted and it's edited, you get a better sense of time and stuff like that. You know oh, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, you know that's true. It, as far as the relationship and the story and time, it all kind of makes sense and stuff. So I, that's another issue. Yeah. I, had I mean, yeah. I mean they, they, did, they did frame it as she's going to be there for two months. Right. I believe that's what it was. It wasn't, I don't think it was two right. weeks, I think it was two months. So there's a lot of montage sequences with Randall Park and her, you know, yeah. trying to be friends again, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then even after they got together, they see that montage sequences of them being together. And then mm-hmm. you have to assume that I guess they were together for a month, yeah. presumably. Yeah. But for Keanu Reeves, it did seem like it just it just happened. It just happened. Right? But at the same time, you see this a lot with, with anybody, not, 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 not just Asian Americans. But if you're with a celebrity, yeah. you know, you kind of want to defend the celebrity, yeah. right? Even though you yeah. only barely know the person. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So I, 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 can, I actually kind of believe that. Yeah. But at the same Seems night, at, at the same night mm-hmm. though, she learned that, no, I can't really keep defending this guy because yeah. he is a douchebag. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, the whole, the whole thing with the game was again yeah. the whole pretentiousness thing. Yeah. It's like this is gonna be the most you know yeah. uh, explosive game ever, or yeah. whatever, he, whatever he called it. And right? then he, he he challenges to punch him in the face and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's all good stuff. Actually, the best thing uh, the best thing to come out of this movie is actually I want to punch Keanu Reeves. That song, the songs by Hello Pearl. Is that the name of his band? Uh, Hello Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. Uh, the songs that come out of this movie. They're really good. They're really the best parts of the movie. I mean, I think you only wrote two songs though, right? No, there's three because I downloaded it on uh, oh, okay. Google Music. I know there was the, the introduction song, right? There's one a Keanu Reeves song, and then Keanu... there's, there's a third. There's a third one you're saying? Yeah, there's a tennis ball song that you kind of oh remember. tennis ball, yes, tennis yes, yes, ball, yes, 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 and then the Keanu Reeves song. Those are the ones I remember. But there's a total of three. I have it on my phone. It, they're they're really good songs. I, I play them all the time now. Those are the best. Yeah, and supposedly Keanu. Randall Park used to be in a band himself. And Is like, it really? Supposedly in like the oh, old days he used also, to. Be... Sp- yeah, I also. It's not just like oh, it's for fun and laughs and stuff like that. The Asians love affair with hip hop. That's that's a very that's, that's very, a very Asian American. Yeah, thing. it's very Asian American yeah. thing. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, the whole Asian American aspect of the movie, I thought it was really great. Uh, I yeah. kind of wish the movie was funnier, but I think I, th- th- I think to me, I think th- I think that's unfair because it's not trying to be a laugh a minute. It's just. Fair. 
I, I don't think it's, he was it, trying to be a laugh a minute. I know, but if one of the writers is a comedian, it should be funnier. It should be mm. a little bit more jokey and stuff like that. I, I, I and really the pacing think, should pick up and stuff like I that. I guess, but it does seem like they, 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 they grew up in the 90s or 2000 romantic comedies and they kind of stuck with that kind of thing. Because yeah. you, you, you compare it to Jada Apatow, but Jada Apatow was the same thing too. He likes taking his time a lot with a lot of, a lot of his humor as well. Mm-hmm. He likes to build it up and then, and then there's a, a funny scene. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I disagree. I will see. I will mention uh, seeing that word is also at the end where he shows up at the the the, the event and stuff. That whole spiel that that he gives it's very touching, very moving. I did like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else you can really say about the movie. But but I mean, I, I liked it more than you did, apparently. Yeah, but I just wish I just wish I had a little bit more oomph, a little bit more energy, a little more oh, sure, cinema to it sure. and stuff like that. A little aesthetically, not. Uh, I thought the clothes that they wore is actually pretty popping, but like the cinematography, the aesthetics of it all, the pacing of it all. You know what I mean? It's just the movie just sort of meanders and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It just meanders. It meanders and just meanders. Like, uh, meanders. What is that <laughs> meanders. even a word? You know what I mean? It's like the blob. It's just slowly rolling down a hill or something like that. It's just, yeah, and to me, it's a flashback yeah. to how those kind of movies were in the 90s and 2000s. You look back at those, uh, what do you call it? Those Tom Hanks movies, those uh, Meg Ryan movies. And yes, they were, they were the, like that. Yeah, but look at the cinematography. Look at the, the camera work. Look at the, the pacing of it. Oh, I don't know about it, that. It, it, you look at it side by side. Like I said, this thing looks like something like out of ABC television on a on a no, Friday night, those movies kind of look like that too. No, 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 no. They they look. I I, I want to say they look they look better and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I to me, I, I think yeah. they all look like that. Oh, the uncle. Uh, the, oh, sorry. The father is really sweet and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yes. Again, again, subverting expectations. You think there'll be like a, a a parent that's kind of over domineering, telling you to do his STDs. But there's a scene where he run, he walks into Randall Park smoking weed and stuff like that. Instead of busting his balls, he starts dancing with him and stuff like that. I thought, was, I thought that was a really sweet moment and stuff like that. You know? Oh, I mean, right in the park, that's like, you want to smoke some weed? You know, yeah, that thing. Yeah. You know? And he's teasing his dad and stuff like that. That's something you don't really see in uh, in, Asia, in Asian movies and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's really nice. Yeah, I did like yeah. it too. Yeah. Like I said, there's, like, I think you mentioned this when we when we uh, talked about uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I think we talked about this. There's, there's a lot of ways of looking at a movie. There's one, one way to look at it as far as representation, uh, about how it represents a community that's been underrepresented. But the, but the thing is, uh, that's one level. Another level, it still has to do movie things. It has, still has to do, you know, movie things, tell a story and stuff like that, have pacing, have you know what I mean? So that's where it fails on, yeah. on the movie part. And, I, and I'm saying, for me, in terms of the movie part, it felt like a movie from the 90s and the 2000s. Well, you were you were expecting something a bit more like 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 Booksmart, you know, where it just kind no. of keeps moving. No, not like that. No, there are ways. Like I said, if I'm not talking about like energy, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about camera work. I'm not talking about a full entire feel and energy. Like I said, if you look at, if you let's just, just look at set, uh, set it up and this movie next to each other and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Set up feels like a real place. It feels like a certain has a certain energy. This oh, one, uh, you know what? I think I, I think I know your description. You you wanted. Less like a Kevin Smith movie, <laughs> and, and more like a, a director who actually tries something different. I think Kevin Smith even has a has a certain no even yeah his style is like two guys in front of a camera. Yeah, but it has a st- but that matches the story. That matches the aesthetic. It it feels it feel it has a certain feel to it though. This doesn't have a feel. It, it doesn't. It's it's it a very feel. it's a very it's a kind of movie that that you could see like a a USC student yeah. pull off because it's it's very. It's very basic. It's very one hundred and one yeah, filmmaking. Yeah, that's the thing. And like I said, the director has been around for many years. She's done a lot of television. She should she should do better. Or, and may, those, or like, maybe she was too stuck with the sitcom kind of kind of style of TV TV uh, filmmaking, you know. And maybe that's the reason I, why. Yeah, I think you're selling short those Gary Marshall's Norm FR movies from the past. If you look at them. 
they have a, a distinct look. No, no, like I'm that. not talking about yeah. the visual. I'm talking, well, no, I, 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 I am talking no, about the visual. Yeah, this, this yeah. look and feel. I'm not talking just purely look. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you, you could have a camera that doesn't move and does just go from shot to shot and stuff. But there's a certain energy a a, a, a movie should have, and just doesn't have it. All right, so I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it's it's one on one filmmaking, but for me that that that, that really hurts it. That, really that hurts. didn't ding it for me. Yeah, it did not. Like I, I wanted more laughs, but but the second half of the movie completely redeemed it for yeah. me. I love the second half of the movie. All the other the, the scenes don't really the story doesn't lead anywhere. The 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 scenes just sort of end. You know what I mean? Just like it just sort of end. At one point, the the taxi driver from. Uh, uh, Mohinder, Mohinder, and stuff like that. He's talking. He's talking to Randall Park, and the and he sh- he mentions somebody's name, and he's Mohinder, Mohinder, Dopinder, 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 Dopinder. He was gonna say something like he he knew something about her or something. Like that. That's some private relationship, but that that never gets followed up with. That doesn't doesn't get revealed. But it did get revealed. What was it? He 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 was he's not comfortable with being around the the, the Jenny character. Why? Because she doesn't like her. Why? Because she's not a very good girlfriend. Why? But that's that's. Why? You didn't get that hint. No, but th- there's no reason why. Why was she not like Jenny? She's just, just a hit. But th- that's just that's just that's the setup. Though well, the, the whole the, the whole theme of the movie kind of pokes fun at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's Jenny's one of them. The hipster the, the hipster girlfriend is one of them. Yeah. Even though even though she does good things like 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 around the park, she's doing charity work. She's helping people. The point is, is that she's she she's that character that a lot of like people are like. Oh, it's a hipster. Oh, pretentious kind mm-hmm. of thing. The whole movie has a whole team against hipsters and pretentiousness. It mm-hmm. seemed like. Is that what it was? You didn't get that? Is, that the, is that what the punchline is? That's that the, was... that's, that's that's one of the themes in the movie. Look oh, at the restaurant scene with Canaries. It's nothing but poking fun at pretentiousness. Boy, I don't. Uh, wow, he just uh, went over you there. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. There's so to... many stuff about this. Just, all right, all right. You know, like like Randall Park's character, she was all saying like, "You need to go, stop being scared, and move on," because mm-hmm. he feels like he feels trapped in this thing where he he's using others like his dad as an excuse. He's kind of he thought he kind of oh, feels, that, yeah. You know, there's there's the, there's there's a lot of there's actually thematic structure to the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Storytelling has nothing to do with the visuals, mind you. So in this case, at least. So my argument is different than your argument, but <laughs> but the point is that those are those do exist. There oh there are God. stuff in it. Yeah. Well, if that was the case, then I apologize to the to the makers of this movie because that went over my head. You went over your head because it just it <laughs> did not drive that home either. I missed it when they did not drive it home well enough, man. I guess. I, I mean, that could be it. But you know but I mean? for for me, I thought I thought it was obvious. <laughs> yeah. I like, okay. Oh, I like it right. more. I like it more than you did because I think once again the strength of the second half of the movie. All right. Thanks for listening. This was episode 239 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Where Channel.